is the great one. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. The Rock has done it all. Bill Goldberg has done nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the master of thugonomics. And today, it's time to take a look at the WWE debut of arguably the biggest star to come out of WCW's power plan as it's time for Backlash 2003. As always, I'm your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Dave Burnham, and joining me as ever is the game, Christian Jennings, and big sexy Michael Rag. Gentlemen... Ready, oh, mate, right. Excited for Backlash? Very, very yes. excited. My man, my boy, Goldberg. I'm excited. I am excited. But if you've never watched WCW... <laughs> Straight away, on it. Bomb, who's Goldberg? Don't give me a fuck about it. Yeah, we'll get on to that in a little bit more detail a little bit later on. But I've got some breaking news courtesy of, I think it was OneWrestling.net. Jeff Hardy has been released from the WWE. God, really? And about time to think, really. Let's, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah not let's really be sure. fair. Trisha got me heartbroken. What's Bubba going to do if <laughs> Devo leaves him again? <laughs> that, but that's it. That's it. Look, and we've spoken about this in detail. The, ever since the Hardys went in separate ways and Matt went to SmackDown, Jeff stayed on Raw. Matt's evolved. Matt's tried to... Go, you know I mean? As we've seen, his, his group's got stronger. Crash Holly's now a moron. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's got an MF or an Amora. He's making progress. Yeah, but what's Jeff doing? Jeff is going backwards. Nothing. And it was reported, I think it was three days before he got released, that WWE was giving him time off to deal with personal problems. I feel these personal problems are probably the same problems that have affected him for the majority of his career. Um, yeah, we all kind of know what the problems are. Um, and then two or three days later, Jeff Hardy, good looking future endeavours. Um, and I've just firmly, I don't understand why, like, look, the tag team division, right? the state of the tag team division on Raw and SmackDown in the minute is in a mess. And I think the Hardys stayed together, any brand could have benefited more. Yeah. Granted, they wanted to see what Matt Hardy could do, it seems, on his own, because he is quite charismatic. He's joined, he is more of the personality of the two. The thing is, I don't think it's WWE's decision. I think it's the Hardy's decision. I think they both feel like they, they want to go solo. Well, you had more, it... More Matt than Jeff, though. Mm, well, you had it, like, in the butt end, well, the middle of, like, 2000, where they were both going for singles titles, I think, at one point. Jeff was light heavyweight champion. Matt was European champion, or Jeff was European champion. Just yeah. joined. So they all, they went for singles. And obviously, um, Matt now is light heavyweight champion. Um, which still doesn't make any sense because he's sh- fucking not alive <laughs> in a million years. Um, but the tag team division itself is going to improve a little bit going forward as we've had evil Mexicans with the Guerreros. We've had evil Italians. We've got evil Italians with the FBI. 
We've had evil Canadians with the un-Americans. It's time for the evil French. Oh. As in the build-up to Backlash, we have seen that Sylvain Grenier and René Dupree are soon to make their debut. But I don't like the name The Resistance. I just don't know what it is about it. I don't like it. I didn't like it back then. Uh, but back then, I couldn't do anything about it. This, this, this time around, I tried. So this time around, I give it to our community, the little Rufus Army. Name me a better name. Omelette du Fromage. <laughs> Which Michael's. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. Mine would be the French fries. The French fries. I see that as well. The French fries. Well, would you like to hear what the community came up with? Yes. So a few of my best ones. Um, I'll run through what I feel the best I found off Twitter first, and then we'll go on to Facebook. So at AJDReeb13, French Foreign Legion of Doom. I liked that. I liked that. At Eponymous Kid, the Can Can Connection. Quite like that. Quite like that. At WrestleMania Pod, the Jimapels. And they followed up with. So when their name is mentioned, JBL can constantly go, they just surrendered! <laughs> <laughs> Which I quite liked. I quite liked. One of my personal favourites, at Lofty B. Dino, Eiffel Towers of Terror. But I think they need to be a little bit taller. Yeah. yeah. That's my only concern with that. Ethan Grandier, he was a referee, weren't he? Yes, yes, he was. So the referee of the Vin in the Vince McMahon Hulk Hogan saga. Um, at Brian Spoon, two jacked guys. But spelt jacked, J A C Q U E D. Uh, Fucking double yeah, points. Yeah. Love that one. Well done, Love sir. that one. Um, at Tom Walsh 2404, kept it, kept it plain and simple, green and greener. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of works. Um, at Carol Side, P W S, pussies who surrender. <laughs> <laughs> now I need to add, it kind of gets political. <laughs> it kind of gets political. At M Weaver, nineteen eighty six, CNN. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My personal favourite and one that I will be a full advocate for to be the winner. At Connor Bosman, twenty seven, purely for the Simpsons reference of Bonjour, you cheesy and surrender monkeys. <laughs> loved it, loved it. At Joker of the South, prettily poops. Went with the French way as well. So that was what Twitter had to offer. This was what Facebook had to offer. I prefer the Facebook one. A familiar name pops up. Thomas Ross. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Z-Mail Models. I like that. Thomas Ross. <laughs> Arrogance. Managed by Rick the Model Martel. Obviously, Arrogance was the name of his perfume that he used to tag people with. Loved it. Loved the French connection. Oh. Thomas Ross. Andre the Giant cutting off and clothed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more of a... Um, just an opinion of what I was seeing than a name, but Tom, keep it coming. We absolutely love you. Uh, Diego Andrade, the French connection. Drew Wellman, the French invasion. Kenneth Spruill, evil French Canadians. <laughs> Bit of a theme there. Uh, Gary Albone, with one that I liked. Gary Albone, I believe, hit us with a, quite a good a suggestion last time around. Uh, French baguettes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, Winfred JW, we the people. Uh, must be French. <laughs> uh, Melvin Perry, Trump supporters. <laughs> uh, they all gets French now. Um, Aidan Wardle, the Bonaparte boys. Quite like that. Quite like that. And Michael Willoughby, 
the Nordic de National, which simple translates to the Nas the Nordic National. So very French. And my personal favourite, and I keep saying this, I have two personal favourites. I have a Twitter favourite and a Facebook favourite. My Twitter favourite is the Cheesy and Surrender Monkeys. My Facebook favourite, Lewis Owen. Two bell ends in shit shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that one brings it. Yeah, that's 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 just that's and simple, isn't it? So then going forward, we decided then two bell ends in shit shirts. But as soon as they make their real debut, are gonna be their name going forward. Congratulations, Lewis Owen. The two bell ends in shit shirts. You've won a big bag of fuck all. Yeah. Well <laughs> just like the winner of our last competition. <laughs> Ruthless aggression. Sunday night pre-show. Uh, yes, I watched the match between Scott Steiner and Rico. Scott Steiner <laughs> continuing his fucking mammoth, monumental fall from grace against Rico. And what about that new finisher? Now a lot of people we we posted <coughs> we post well that was it. We posted the video on and um, Twitter on Facebook and said I we commented on how we loved the new finisher. Uh, a lot of people was like, oh, it's, is that not the Scorpion Death Drop? It was, but I remember it as the Slop Drop with Henry Godwin back in the new generation. <laughs> and now, it, I don't understand. Now, I, I've tried to look as far as I can. Steiner's not injured, so I don't. he's not injured. To, my only thing was, has he injured his back? Has he injured his arms? Can he not do the recliner? The fucking Slop Drop. No wonder that I'm fucking pretty sure. I thought, when I watched it, uh, like I just saw the clip on Facebook and I was like, at first, I thought it was the Ultimate Warrior drop when I saw him do that. Yeah. Very dangerous drop. I was like, oh. And then I watched it a bit further and I was like, his finisher is the fucking Stinger Death it's Drop. It's a Scorpion Death Drop. Scorpion yeah. Death Drop. It's, I don't, it's an interterrible finish. Very unoriginal. Like, it's, no, but it's one of them, though, that it was, fortunately for Sting, Sting was that big of a character that Sting could have done DDT and got it over. Yeah. If you look at this that simplicity of the move. Jake Snake Roberts. Well, exactly. Him. But the, I think the difference is there with Jake Snake where he was like the first one to really. Um, you know, it, it claims to be the originator. I don't think it actually there's any hard fact who actually came up with the name, nor what the name stands for, nor the move. Um, there's a rumor online that it was uh, a face lock that went wrong and someone fell, and that's what how the move went. But you never know. But I think the uh, scorpion death drop or the slop drop is very much a a jobber finisher. Yeah, I know it's hard to put that way. Sting used it, but anybody else to use it you look like using it that, that's not a legit finishing move I don't know when, when Sting does it no anyone but Sting it's not a legit finishing move it doesn't look shit you have to have but when Sting did it though nine times out of ten he'd lock in the sharpshooter afterwards it'd be the um, it's the showmanship behind it though isn't it hmm. if he can do but Sting used to do it and then do his arm around in a circle yeah. didn't he where like Stan, just, him there, Stan just did it and fell over yeah Scott Steiner, crack on. Is that Scott Steiner or is that the recreator? It's that fucking... Steiner? We saw it, right, in his main event room. That was Steiner. That, this, is, this is now what Scott Steiner's turned into. A bumbling, mumbling, botching, fucking roider idiot. After two years in exile... I can't believe what I've seen! The most intimidating man... Oh my God! Look! In the 
the history of sports entertainment it is, him. is back. Goldberg is here! Goldberg. So, Rock, you're next. The Rock. Just bring it. Finally. Goldberg and the Rock. WWE Backlash, presented by Castrol GTX. Live next Sunday on Pay-Per-View. So then, we are live from the Worcester Centrum in Worcester, Massachusetts. It is time for Backlash. There is 10,000 people in attendance, and according to facts and figures I found online, the attendance was bang on 10,000. Bang on, not one person of them. How many buy rates? Well, how many did you think there were? What's the media, right? Refresh, refresh your memory. What was menu again? No Way Out was 450. More than that. Thousand buys. Way, way Mania. Was 560,000 buys. Way more than No Way Out. Backlash has 345,000 buys. Nobody gives a fuck about Goldberg. Really? So, wait, so Backlash has got less than No Way Out? Yeah, by 100, bang on 100,000, uh, no, 115,000 people. It's Goldberg versus 105,000 people. But as I said earlier, if you didn't watch WCW, you would not give two shits about Goldberg. But if you're a wrestling fan, you would know WCW, especially if it's 2003. Come on, everybody who is, who would be our age in 2003 yeah. would know what WCW is. You won't be a wrestling fan unless you knew what WCW was back then. I, I don't think you would have been. I, I believe there was enough material around, um, because like you had um, a vast amount of wrestling magazines still available that weren't WWE material. Um, so I think there was enough wrestling magazines around that if you were a big enough wrestling fan, but maybe not big enough to watch anything but WWE at the time, so I was one of them, like in the Attitude Era, um, as we spoke about, I used to watch an hour of Nitro, watch two hours of Raw, and catch the last hour of Thunder. And there was no way in God's green earth that I was going to watch Nitro and Thunder and flick through and catch up on the advert breaks like I used to do with when I used to watch Raw. Um, but if you had someone like me, but I used to read all the wrestling magazines, so I was fully aware. And even if I'd not watched me hour of Nitro and Thunder, I'd be fully aware of who these people are. But I still like we've said in present day 2017, Finn Balor. Right? I'm not an indie guy. I don't know him. I know of Prince David. I know because I know he wrestled for Preston City Wrestling once, and that, that's basically it. I know he. I know he built up a career in New Japan, but my New Japan knowledge got more when AJ went over there, because I've always been an AJ Mark. Um, but I, what do you know about Bella? He, wear, he likes wearing leather jackets and once a month he likes playing dress up. And he's Irish. What do you yeah. know about him? But yeah. that's the problem with... Uh, but it's not just 2003. That, that's the problem with every single fucking year in WWE. There is loads of times where they expect you to know about who this guy is. And this happens with Goldberg. Prime example, Goldberg. Prime example. Now, I watched the DVD release, which was 2 hours and 43 minutes long. Now, I know you both watched the network version. How long was that? Two forty. Ah, so there was nothing cut out, and that's that's a relief. That's a relief. There's nothing cut out. Uh, now, in the build-up to Backlash, we've had a disgruntled worker. Now, this disgruntled worker has been venting his frustrations online. Now, on OneWrestling.com, um, this supposed WWE worker has written two columns as of April the first, venting his frustrations about being held down and about the current WWE product. Now, while many thought it was an April's full joke, uh, respected wrestling insiders. Dave Shearer and Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they claim to know the WWE worker and deem the columns written to be legit. Now, the worker writes under the name Willie the Worker and will obviously not reveal his true identity. I remember this. Since, as he put it himself, it would be career suicide. However, 
Um, he said that he'll continue to write and promises to talk about a good idea he's had for WWE in his next column. Um, speculation about whether the column and its writers are legit. Um, are running rampant online. However, Willie has set up an email address at willytheworker at yahoo.com and says he'll reply to as many emails as he can. So me being me, I've emailed willytheworker at yahoo.com. He didn't bounce back. So that's a promising sign that the email address is still open. Um, I just seem to put hello. That's all I put just to see if it would bounce back or not. But it's, I try, try it when you get home. <laughs> um, basically, all that Dave Shearer and uh, Dave Meltzer say that they are aware of the wrestler, as it's one of two people, but they won't clarify who it is. Um, Rob Van Dam or Crash Holly. Now, Crash you can kind of see because Crash, I suppose, goes under the radar a little bit more than Rob Van Dam. But from Rob Van Dam's point of view, he's pushed into the main event, he's pulled away, he's pushed again, he's pulled away. And like, what we've, what's Ravadi doing at the minute? He's tagging with Kane. I suppose that's not... Uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I imagine he's joined his run um, because Kane's a good guy to work with. Does Rob Van Damme and his eyes seem a lot better than anybody else does? And is, so, could it be Rob Van Damme? Yeah, well, but do, I, you, I, do, I, you, do I, you have any re recollection of I, really the word? Yeah, I remember this. I remember it. I don't know when from. I remember it. But Rob Van Dam, uh, there what ECW two thousand six one night stand? Is that the first yeah. one? Yes. When he caught a twelve five. Yeah, he when shot. his leg was injured, he did. He he, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. a shoot, and he said. I've finally got a voice. I can I can finally speak. Do you know what I mean? So maybe I would say I, I'm favouring RVD more than Crash. Mike? Well, the fact that the email didn't bounce to come back to you, the email account's still open, could be Crash since he did pass away just after this time. That is a very valid point. That is a very valid point. Dark I think, point, I, think we'll, I think we'll touch on Crash very shortly because he does pass away, unfortunately, um, in the next, I think it's the next couple of months. We'd see, we see, basically, you see more of Crash if you watch Velocity. That's where you see Crash. Um, because as we see going forward, he's going to now, like we said, he's now part of Matt Hardy's little crew, but you don't see much of Crash in Ring. And it's a shame because Crash was one of my heroes, one of my standouts of the actual era. Watching Crash defend, lose, win, lose, win his hardcore title. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And it's just a shame to see. Um, it's another one that, unfortunately, because of the, um, I want to say the mentality of the locker room back in the 90s was probably the thing. It probably wasn't more of, you're, you're a wrestler, you're instantly addicted to drugs. I think the mentality within the locker rooms made you addicted to drugs. Yeah. It's one of them where, oh, your back's hurting, try this, it'll be okay. You won't get addicted. Before you know it, you're on them. And you're on uppers to keep you up. You're on downers to not make sure you're not too up. And before you know it, look at Angle. He was on a cocktail of drugs that he's, he's come out and admitted. And he was taking all sorts of stuff to keep him level. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, obviously, the, the tragic events around the crash of death um, found in Stephen Richards' apartment. Um, and that was still... And what a horrible way to die, choking on your own vomit. I can't think of a worse way to die. Yeah, it's, and it's just a sad, it's a sad way... A sad way of someone's life to end anybody full stop. Um... But for someone that, especially for me personally, I adored Crash Holly to see the way that he went and how he went. And uh, just, especially after seeing this second little, I want to say second coming, but it's not. He's a very small part in this second coming of Matt Hardy. Um, but yeah, it's just a tragic way to go. But it's still, it's good to see Crash back on screen. If we, Let's finish on a high on that little bit. Yeah, it's good course, to see yeah. Crash obviously back on screen. Shall we get on to them backlash? Opening video package. Goldberg's, Goldberg's. 
doesn't it, you've never done out you've done nothing that's basically what going, touching on what Mike said from the start if you didn't know Goldberg his achievements were basically shot down in the opening video package because you had the, like the rock spliced in with him saying Goldberg's done fuck all but then you had Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan commentary spliced in it's good to see WWE taking advantage of all that library footage that they bought yeah I'm, I don't know like it's, it's the way that you explained it earlier with Goldberg and saying you know not many people are aware of WCW. Sort of op- has opened my eyes a little bit now. Because I never looked at it that way. I just instantly thought everybody should know who Goldberg is. Yeah. But he wasn't. No, but it, it, it goes on to show that it, like Goldberg, he signed a one-year deal for WB. And once the one-year deal's up, see a bill. Yeah, he's, if he was that much of a draw, like jumping that time machine, let's spoil it a bit, when he wins a world title. He's, he's with WWE's top guy in WWE's eyes with Triple H. And if that doesn't work, then look fucking Scott Steiner. Do you know what I mean? WCW guy, you expect to know who he is. So there's not really been much character development with Scott Steiner. He tried to rape Stephen McMahon at one point. Um, in Backlash, he... Carry off Stacey Tries to rape Stacey Keebler, maybe? I don't know, yeah. It's just a bit... Well, doesn't work with Triple H it seems to be at the minute oh, Booker T's main event run doesn't last that long look at Rob Van Damme if he's this disgruntled worker I know we shit on Triple H and his burying stuff but it does seem to be that if you work with Triple H and it doesn't work out your career's going one way yeah I don't know Goldberg uh, we all know okay we all know from WCW how Goldberg was and we understand the way Goldberg was portrayed yeah especially with 60% of his character being his entrance. Yeah. And I feel like uh, at Backlash, you know, we'll get to the main event, but I feel like I've got, I can say this now, his mystique of being that character Goldberg, hence coming to the ring with all his security guards, uh, Backlash, he doesn't get anybody to co- escort him to the ring. He comes out on his own, he headbutts a door and just walks out and even the pyro for me just didn't—it didn't feel like the Goldberg. It, did, it didn't feel like the Goldberg I knew um, in WCW. Yeah. Now, why couldn't and I, the, this this boggles my mind? Why couldn't they have got some guys from OVW uh, just to dress up as some security guards, cost nothing, and get them to walk into the ring? You know, make a big deal out of Goldberg. God knows how much they're paying Goldberg to be on the WWE card. So why don't you, you know, make him a big deal? Bring bring him out with all the security guards. Make his pyro over the top, you know? Yeah, but why? To, to, to be kayfabe, to be kayfabe, he's a WCW guy. And? It, it's Look w- at Sting. WWE, WWE won the war. Bottom line, right? I don't care who wins or loses matches when WCW guys come to WWE. They never end well. Booker T is the only one. I don't know what Booker T did or what he had on Vince. Maybe because he could get away with calling him the N-word. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, do you know what I mean? But Vince felt, felt cool around Booker T. Um, but no, what, what... But I don't understand. There's so many WCW when you're, guys when you're die. The, when you're that WCW guy... And you're sitting down in the office with Vince McMahon and all his yes men and all his lawyers and you're going to sign a contract. There's got to be somewhere in that contract that gives you, that tells you what you can and cannot do and what's going to happen when you come out to the ring. So are you telling me that Goldberg said, yeah, it's fine. I'll I'll just headbutt a door and I'll walk to the ring. Possibly. If we're talking money available, if money talks, they fucking tell you to jump when you've already jumped. 
Because you know that's what they want you to do. I know. I mean, Goldberg, as, as a person, Goldberg, I, and how much he, he is, he loves himself. Let's let, you know, I, 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 even, I'm a massive fan, fan of Goldberg, but I know that... Oh, he, Goldberg's the biggest mark for Goldberg. <laughs> he thinks he's a big yeah. deal. I yeah. understand that. So has got to be. Yeah. Other than CJ. Other than CJ. Yeah. He, still, he would be like, you know, I, if, if I'm not going to get my security guards... I still want to have that backstage video of me walking to the ring because I'm a big deal. But me as a fan, I would have liked to have seen some security guards walking to the ring. Yeah, fair point. I'll end it at that. Fair point, fair point. So, pay-per-view kicks off. Pyro fucking city to start, as usual. I fucking... The more and more I watch 2003 and going forward pay-per-views, the more I miss modern day not having Pyro. I didn't realise how much it affects me so much. Um, What's the backlash? That's like when something, a backlash of stuff. So like, uh, I don't know, if you get a spoon and you put it under a tap and you <laughs> turn the tap <laughs> the on, water, the water splash in your face, that's backlash of water. Because the entrance, it's the after effect of events. The entrance, <laughs> the entrance bothered me really bad because it was full of backlash signs, but what's a backlash? Uh, I don't know. It was, what I noticed, they think that the capital letter of backlash must be an A. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't, it just confused the fuck out of me. What's the backlash? Anyway, <laughs> the coach introduces us to the show. So a lot has changed. JR is not longer with us anymore. Is but he? fortunately, this is only a storyline. Because I don't want to spoil too much, but a certain Texas rattlesnake is soon to uh, enter the timeline again. And he'll make sure changes are how they were when he left, when he returns, let's say that. So JR's just got a bit of time off. JR's got a bit of time make off. Make some sauce. Yeah, make a bit of sauce. Maybe think about recording a podcast in 10 years, join. Have a barbecue. Uh, but basically, how it worked with JR, uh, it was March 31st, uh, Eric Bischoff, he fired Steve Austin because Steve Austin is too injured to compete. Uh, JR makes some aggressive comments towards Bischoff's leadership on commentary. Uh, the following week, on Raw, Bischoff confronts JR about the comments, asks him to apologise. JR doesn't apologise, gets pissed off and quits. That's basically where we're at. But my issue with commentary, um, and it comes up multiple times during the pay-per-view, We've got two face commentators right, that are really like, all coach does is feel sorry for the faces. That's all he does. And, Jer- and Jerry is in that weird Jerry Lawler transition where he plays the heel only to his favourites. Like, watch when The Rock, and it, it's commentary during The Rock match. He's all Team Rock. I think that's more because he's Team WWF, WWF over WCW, maybe. But it was all Team Rock, and Team Rock being the bad guy. But during every other match, he was favouring the faces. There was no dynamic with the commentary. I, and it's weird when JR and King, even though King is in that transition where he's not the king of the late 90s, where he loved every bad guy work, walking, but he's still got that tendency in him. But see, when Coach is next to him, his ultimate fucking cuddles and clouds and kisses and rainbows. It makes me fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, Lola hypes the Goldberg ma- uh, rock match uh, as Coach sends us to the SmackDown and Knights team. Um, Taz is grown his hair out since WrestleMania. He still resembles a big fat orange, right? But he's grown his hair out since WrestleMania. He's got like Randy Orton 2017 side farting. I love it. Where's all his hair come from? He looks slimmer as well. To it, me, he looks. Slimmer. Something's happened in Taz's life over the last month. <laughs> <laughs> he's high as balls. Yeah, well, there's something not right. There's something not right. And then um, Michael Coley hypes Cena and Lesnar as we go to our opening match. It is Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin of Team Angle. Defending their tag titles against Los Guerreros. Uh, now, Charlie and Shelton, they come out looking all dejected. Um, and Hass is <laughs> holding a framed photo of Kurt. Uh, Taz pipes in. Well, at least they broke Kurt Angle with him. Yeah, I had to agree with him there. I was like, yes, Taz. Yes, Taz. Um, would you like an update on Kurt Angle's injury? 
Yes, please. WWE.com have posted an interview with Kurt Angle where he talks about deciding to go with Dr. Hey Dong Ho, who's, uh, who's going to perform the surgical procedure, which will keep him out for around two months, unlike the year that he was originally looking at if he went for spinal fusion surgery. Um, basically, Kurt is elected to undergo a surgical procedure that will keep him out of action for four to eight weeks. The operation is scheduled for this coming Friday after backlash in Angle's hometown of Pittsburgh. Uh, Angle, um, sorry, the Friday before backlash. Um, Angle was known to have needed neck surgery since WWE's tour of South Africa in early March. So he's he's wrestled quite a lot and he's been at it with knowing he's been neck surgery for like a solid month. Um, basically, he was on the verge of having spinal fusion surgery, the same procedure that Austin, Benoit, Rhino, Lita, Bob Holly, Scotty Tuhati and Edge underwent, which have kept him out for a full year. Um, but a few weeks ago, he got in contact with Dr. Hai John Ko, of the Ho Institute, I'm probably not pronouncing his name right, the Ho, the Ho Institute for Minimally Invasive Neurosurgery. I'm so fucking chuffed at myself I got that in one. Uh, after, his, after his institute's name would suggest, Dr. Ho performs an operation that is less intensive than spinal fusion, with recovery time estimated to be just a month or so. Uh, Angle was initially skeptical, uh, skeptical even, after the surgery sounded too good to be true, but he met with Dr. Ho on April the 1st, two days after WrestleMania, and decided to take a chance. Now, would you like to know how the surgery went? I would hope he had a good full recovery. The day after, Kurt Angle underwent neck surgery yesterday, performed by Dr. Howard Dong Ho. And as it stands right now, if the surgery went well, Angle would be able to come back in less than six weeks. However, some in the WWE feel that Dr. Ho's solution will be a temporary one, and that Angle will need to go for full spinal fusion surgery, um, in as little as three or four months after his active return. Wow. So, is that a major gamble that Kurt Angle has played already on a very young career? Yeah. Would it be... But... He... I agree with you, but I also agree with the other side as well, yeah. that he's the top guy on SmackDown, and as much as they need him back, he probably but wants to get back... It's a classic thinking with your heart or thinking with your... and thinking with your head. Yeah. And that's... He's, he's gone with his heart hasn't he rather than his head your head should be if his head's probably telling him you know what have a bit of time off recover and then his heart's saying oh, but I, want, I want to be in the ring I want to wrestle I want, I want to be I don't want to lose my spot that's what it's all about with wrestlers yeah. I don't want to lose that spot that that's got. it that is it but Kurt Angle would never lose a spot <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle's not going to come back and majority on velocity exactly um, so get to the match it is a rematch um, obviously back in February Team Angle took the titles away from Los Guerreros and they finally get their rematch um, now for me there's an advantage Kurt Angle not being there because if he would be there he'd be in the corner and there'd be emphasis on what Angle's going to do this is what I've been saying for ages and I said at Wrestlemania I want to see what more Team Angle can do without Kurt and this is what, what I said this, something I noticed Mark Cole scene it's first title defence they've had without Angle in their corner. Mm. But the match that made it not happen then? Yeah. <laughs> I I agreed with that, but I also got understood where he was coming from. They meant basically Angle Single. in the locker room. No, I think they just meant Angle, his presence being there. But it yeah. was a backlash. Yes. In a picture frame. Yes. He was still there. His presence was there. Well, we'll see how the match went on. Um, it was quite a good technical wrestling um, to start with Eddie and Haas. 
uh, there was a lovely couple of spots where they got the rise out of the crowd, which is like your typical, if you've got two guys that are fast-paced that can do that quick, flippy, what like Arthur indie guys do for 20 minutes these days. Do you know, every match will have that little opening. Gets the crowd up, gets the crowd pumped. Uh, Michael Cole, he says that Charlie Haas has the brains. Um, he says he got a 3.3 GPA at college. And Taz rightly jumps in and says, but that won't help him in this match. <laughs> no, of course not. But don't forget, Charlie Haas was also a, a former academic All-American. He's got the brains. 3.3 GPA in college. Well, that's not going to help him in the ring here, but Cole, nice tackle. Here's the cover. Hook of the left. Haas, he controls Eddie until Eddie looks to tag in Charlo. Plays with the crowd. Charlo jumps in and does the HBK spot of lying across the ropes. A little com confidence. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Um, I'm actually going to give Taz props. Now, Shelton and Charlo have a technical spot that Haas and Guerrero did at the start. And Taz, without skipping a beat, calls every single move. Every move. That's one thing I will give to Taz. That's the advantage of having a wrestler, wrestler as a commentator. Yeah. But not just a wrestler, a wrestler that's got a fucking head for the business. Like, yeah. the, the moves that Taz knows. That's, there's something I... Very small percent of what I always enjoyed about JBL. JBL stories. JBL tell you about a tag team back in the 70s and the 80s. Because JBL's a wrestling fan. A lot of these commentators these days, like Michael Cole wasn't a wrestling fan. Michael Cole was a news reporter. Fucking was in Afghanistan or something, yeah. or reporting on the war before WWE signed him. You're not a wrestling fan. Taz is a fucking wrestling. Well, you don't even get that with Jerry. Like, Jerry's a wrestler. Jerry's a promoter. Jerry's wrestled for fucking 30, 40 years longer than Taz. He had one of the highest buy rates, or one of the highest uh, watched wrestling matches ever with Andy Kaufman. That's it, yeah. Um, but ever. But you never get that from the King, though. You never get the King calling move after move after move after move without skipping a beat and getting every single move bang on. Um, Chavo, he finally gets the upper hand after a couple of quick tags with Eddie as they work over Shelton. Team Angle take over when Haas puts a knee into the back of Chavo, but instantly Eddie does the same to Shelton. So Chavo throws Shelton into the ropes, Eddie with the knee. Who's the heel? In this match, I would say, I'm just going to say Team, team Angle. I'm saying more the Guerreros are the, uh, the heel. But I, I, it's one of them. It's, who do you side with? I don't because what's Angle at the minute? So Angle's away, and when he comes back, it's a different ball game. What happened? <laughs> Where's that going on? <laughs> Eddie, it's a lovely sent on from the outside, and a back suplex on Shelton gets a two count. Shelton brings in Haas, and a back body drop allows him to take over, and Shelton with the tag rope to Eddie. And this was seconds after again. It's you do something, we'll copy you. So in the corner. Eddie with the tag rope round one of Team Angle in the next corner Team Angle do exactly the same to the Guerreros and it happens again where one of them got, I think it's Shelton gets thrown to the outside one of the Guerreros work on him and then 30 seconds later on the opposite side of the ring they do that spot it was funny the first time the third time is, is drying a bit thin with me I don't know about your guys but for me that just it was, I get what I get what they're repetitive. going with. It, yeah, it was just it was so repetitive. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I enjoy a good wrestling match, but you know me. Uh, I know my job. I like to uh, crowd surf and I like to see what's going off outside the ring as well as inside the ring. One thing I did notice with the match itself, though, um, it was quite it was quite quiet. Yeah, the crowd. It, 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 they were hot at the start, and the more the match went on. It's the same. I always get this though. You know when you watch the Guerreros or you watch Kurt Angle or you watch Chris Benoit or Edge, those sort of matches, you always quiet crowd. They pop up moments yeah. though. It's very Japanese. We've mentioned this before. Did you notice the, uh, the, ta the tag though from Charvo to Eddie? 
God. It was like a missile tag. Yeah, he just <laughs> flung himself. Flung himself. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. And I thought it was quite original. Um, with the crowd, um, I would say the one thing I noticed was there was some, I don't, and I don't know what this 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 person was thinking in in their in their mind. They bought a sign saying "Million Dollar Man." Fair play. Why? Is it Virgil? It <laughs> no. was Virgil. Is Virgil goes to these conventions and says Virgil, I'm million dollar man, but pretend to be us, he's never going to be fucking. Why though? Like there would be very if that was a genuine million dollar man uh, fan, they'd be very disappointed. He's not going to show up at yeah. all. And and I also know that the referee uh, looked very much like as what I could describe as Friar Tuck <laughs> from uh, Robin Hood uh, with his little balls patch and his side parting hair the referees the one thing I do say about the referees in this era they don't get the attention that referees used to get and I think modern oh, day, modern day from me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think modern day no I just mostly like with the names like back in the actual you knew every name of the wrestler you yeah. Jack Dome you know the list went on Tim White Earl Ebner um, now there's just not that much emphasis you, you recognise them like Earl Ebner's still kicking about Couple of moments I liked in the match. Um, Eddie with his uh, trifecta of suplex on Hass, which got the crowd in. That was one of the moments that popped the crowd because we start to see that a bit more from Eddie now. And obviously further down the line, that's going to be one of his big, his big transitional moves. Um, Eddie, he's not the legal man, so Chavo crawls over for a two count. Um, Chavo with a drop kick on Hass. Eddie with a frog splash, but again, he's not the legal man. Chavo crawls over again, but Shelton stops the count. Uh, the finish comes when um, Shelton holds Chavo's legs from the outside on, for Hass to. Fall onto him, get the three counts, one of them dirty heel finishes the whole time, usually with the manager holding the foot down. Um, again, it was, who's the fucking heel? But this match is kind of more known, and is, there's reason behind this match was what happened at the end. Yeah. Um, obviously, Team Angler are in the ring celebrating with Kurt, I suppose. Um, but Eddie Guerrero and Chavo, they come back in, um, they, they get the belts, they're off, they beat up uh, Team Angler, they get the belts, they're off, they go backstage... They're in the lowrider. Um, it's probably, I believe, one of the first times we've ever seen the lowrider. Instantly, on TV. when I saw the lowrider, I instantly thought of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Do you know what I instantly thought? Mexicans stealing from Americans. Donald Trump's going to be fucked off. <laughs> if at first you don't win, steal. Well, <laughs> it's a great for kids. That. Well, so it's sort of racist, isn't it? Yeah, kind of. Well, no, I don't That's think. Vince. I don't think it's. Yeah, I think Vince his racism's out of his system at the minute now. I think with Booker T. <laughs> Yeah, well, so slowly, we've still got the white man's keeping me down with Theodore Long and thugging and brugging enterprises. <laughs> um, I say, we, we cut backstage to Eddie and Chavo. Um, they, they, before they got in the low ride, there was a little, I quite enjoyed what the, um, the verbiage between them. Um, Eddie to Chavo. What, you, you think grandma, what do you think grandma's going to think? We're bringing back the belts. Oh, yes, that famous Guerrero grandma, known around the world for her battles with Grandma Hart and Grandma Flair, obviously. Um, obviously the WB tag titles they hold a big part in Grandma Guerrero's life <laughs> she's going to be over the moon that her, nef her, her grandsons have stolen the um, the tag titles now another issue I had was Chavo's the nephew of Eddie so it's only one grandma because if it's Chavo's grandma it's Eddie's mum yeah yeah bullshit <laughs> fucking bullshit I didn't know that Oh, look at Team Angle, they are, uh, they, I don't think they realize, I don't think they realize the championships are in the grip of this, look at this, this is Shelton, he pulls the foot, then he hit from the ref, and then he held the feet down, Chavo, got Charlie pick up the win. Timing's everything, Shelton Bill's going to right place, but look at Chavo, yeah, timing is everything, you know what, Kurt, Kurt went down face first, oh man, and then you see Eddie Guerrero, Eddie and Chavo just walked out with the tag titles.
So they jump in the uh, low rider and we get a cooker out as the horn, which is an added little touch. Absolutely loved. Um, one thing I did, sorry, I forgot to mention. Um, Eddie says to Chavo, we can have all the mamacitas we want again. Chavo instantly butts in to make sure that everyone's fully aware they've got an active sex life. And even more than we have now. <laughs> yeah, just to let you know we've got an active sex life. Um, we cut backstage to Slee's bag test. Look, just stop calling me and stop leaving me messages, okay? Come on, Tori, whatever. Like, listen, you haven't even heard me out, baby. You don't even know what I got Ugh. to offer. Baby? Yeah. Look, I'm not your baby, okay? So, what, what part of no don't you understand? I mean, Stacy is my friend. Who cares? She's your girlfriend? Tori, you don't have to tell her anything. Oh, you, you're such a jerk, you know that? Uh oh, I'm a jerk? Well, let me get this straight then. You're, if I'm a jerk, you're a tease. Yeah, that's right. You're a tease, Tori. I've seen your pictures in Playboy. Oh, yeah. I've seen them a whole bunch of times. You know the phrase, a picture sends a thousand words? Well, your pictures are telling me. You want me. You want me real bad. <laughs> right. Right. Look, Test. Leave me alone. Okay? Whatever. Stop no, calling me. It. I want nothing to do with you. Right. There you go. As we've seen <laughs> over the last few weeks, T Tori Wilson is in Playboy. I don't know if you're aware. Right. And, so, and Tess has got, Tess's got a bit of an obsession. Right. A little bit of an obsession. So we cut backstage. Tori Wilson. She says to Test, stop calling me and leaving me messages. Test. Come on, Tori. Whatever. Like, listen. You've not even heard me out, baby girl. You don't know what I've got to offer. Probably all the fucking roids in the world. <laughs> Tori, listen. Baby, look, I'm not your baby. What part of no don't you understand? Tess looking puzzled. So that clearly means that Tess doesn't understand the word no. Stacy is my friend. She's your girlfriend. Test. Tori, Stacy doesn't have to know anything. Hey, bastard. See that what you just what you just read there, right? Imagine now we're all sat in a courtroom, okay? And that's the line. And it's a transcript. Yeah. The lawyer, the lawyer is reading this. What Tess is saying to uh, Tory Wilson. And the lawyer continues, Tory, you're such a jerk. You know that. Tess, I'm a jerk. Well, if I'm a jerk, you're a tease. I've seen your pictures in Playboy. I've seen them a whole bunch of times. 
You know the phrase, pictures say a thousand words. Well, your pictures are telling me. Proceeds to lick his lips. You want me. You want me real bad. Oh, my God. Tory, look, Test, leave me alone. Stop calling me. Test then starts to probably commit a sexual offence and forces himself onto Tory to get himself a kiss. Tory tries to slap him, but Test catches her arm. And, and then he says, someone loves the rough stuff too, eh? <laughs> no! Let's, is... let's talk about sex offending Test. Judge Judy. Does anybody remember... It was like the Sex Offenders Rap or something like that. Sex Offenders Shuffle. The Sex Offenders Shuffle. Christian, are you familiar with the Sex Offenders Shuffle? Absolutely not, no. Basically, and from what I've read on the internet and seen on TV programmes where this has been variously reported, um, in Florida, uh, they made sure a group of sex offenders bundled together <laughs> to record a rap to inform the nation that they were sex offenders and they were moving into your neighbourhood. Uh, a couple of lines. I believe the start of the rap was, it started with, the state of Florida has asked us to disclose our sexual crimes to you. Sorry, I spat them when I <laughs> Another great line of that was, we were bad, but now we're good, and we're moving into your neighbourhood. I think there's one bit where they're saying, uh, talking about touching your cousin. Was it fun? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> As a resident of Miami-Dade County, it is your right to know the names and likenesses of sex offenders living in your area. As a public service, we have created this videotape so that you and your friends and family can stay aware, stay safe, and maybe even have a little fun. Enjoy. my neighbor's kids again what i did was not too kind but i'm a nice guy you'll come to find is it is it like glow the ladies of glow very similar the rap yeah, yeah, yeah. The ladies of women we're sex them. offenders we're it's <laughs> like i'm not i'm not, I'm not where the what like, i'm not be funny like i'm shocked i've never heard this before in my life I, i'm gonna have to google this shit or youtube it are you all shocked about Tess though? Let's be fair, right? Come on. They have, right, let's, right, let's, let's, let's just think so of, let's, let's be serious. Minute. They've had, we've had racial, I don't know, let's, let's be Lance Storm for a minute. Let's be serious for yeah. a minute. We've had racial connotation storylines, lesbian storylines, necrophilia storylines, marry my dad and then he dies while shagging storylines. Now this. Tess forcing himself on Tory Wilson. And the best bit about it, was fucking grandma saggy tits herself, right? Looking out the fucking window, prime with a big Loving smile it. and a big fucking fake Triple H is looking out, fucking <laughs> looking at it. Let's talk Sable for a second, shall we? The return of fucking Mrs. Merrill. She annoys me. She everything fucking about her annoys me. She instantly annoys me when she talk, when she starts talking. She looks like Skeletor. I, I don't like. I don't see the, like, the sexiness. I don't. I don't find her attractive. It's skeletal with tits. Yeah, I don't find her attractive at all. I don't like her face. I don't. And her voice irritates me. 
Uh, and just going back to the uh, sex offender. Just yes. Um, it's 2017, and if you watch that, the, if you watch that in 2017, oh, they've been outraged. Now I'm being, I am being serious now. If you, you know, God, you know, there are people out there that have been sexually offended, and then if you see, you know, if you're watching that on on TV, you're going to be mortified. Absolutely, they're just horrendous. steel pipe during the street fight hey. Mr. McMahon. Cole, that ain't no beast. He's the best. Look at that. Rob got some coconuts in that. Yeah, that's real funny. It's, it's, what I, I didn't carry this. What are you talking about? What do you mean it's real funny? 20 years ago, Roddy Piper embarrassed and humiliated Jimmy Superfly Snooker when he hit him in the head with a coconut. A couple of weeks ago, Piper did the same thing to Superfly Snooker's nephew, Rikishi. You don't like coconuts, Cole? Not the way Piper uses it. You don't like coconut juice? Not the way Piper uses it. Oh, all right. I don't know if you like coconut juice or not. I, I, I don't either, but I like coconut pie and all that stuff. Yeah, but the one thing about Piper, many people believe Piper Turn is the reason out. Hogan's sitting at home right now. I have a lovely bunch of coconuts. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor to present to you now the new Millennium Wrestler, the one with intelligence, the one with brown brain, the one and only Sean O'Hare. So Roddy Piper's music hits to a massive pop as he comes out in full ring gear, for what reason, uh, with a basket of coconuts. Now, the build-up to this match all centres around coconuts. It's obviously the incident from back in the 80s with Jimmy Hart and Rikishi uh, receiving the same treatment on SmackDown. Now, the commentators put so much emphasis on this match around it's the family war and the family feud between the... I, I want to say the Snookers, but I suppose it's that Samoan family. The Anawai, yeah, because that's the... That's the... Tribe. Tribal name, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Um... And but the the famous Roddy Piper family. Uh, so it's Roddy Pied, Pied Piper, yeah, Baby Piper. I've never heard it. Baby Ooh. Piper. I'm Ooh. just making things You're up. Just making things up. <laughs> See that, that famous Piper family. Do you know what I mean? It's just scrap all that shit. Like Sean O'Hare, he should be on his own. Full stop. I don't agree with Roddy yes. Roddy Piper being the, well, the devil's advocate gimmick. Was brilliant. Yeah, Them he had vignettes. all these these vigentes. He should have been. on your wife. You know you wanna. Yeah, and why? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you something you don't already know. And what they they instantly just enthrust him with Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Rowdy Roddy Piper is not needed. He's not needed in this match. Sean O'Hare should be able to get over on his own without Rowdy Roddy Piper. If anything, to me, I feel like Rowdy Roddy Piper is is poisoning Sean O'Hare. And Sean O'Hare doesn't. He, he's he's just. Sean O'Hare is not the main focus here. This is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Why? Yeah. Rowdy Roddy Piper's from the 1980s. But this is the issue. Piper came back as part of Hogan and Vince. 
And Piper's now got nothing to do with it. Granted, he had this Piper's Pit segment where him and Vince just slagged each other off for fucking 20 minutes. You're fat, you're old. That's basically how it was. Um, but we get a Roddy Piper promo that starts off. I don't understand that. Uh, obviously, it's nice that he kept it very short and sweet. It was just purely more of an introduction for Sean O'Hare. But he mumbled and bumbled his way through it. Now, I don't know if you picked up. He said, um, it is my honour to present to you the new millennium wrestler. The one with intelligence... Braun, Brain, the one and only Sean O'Hare. I don't know what he was trying to say. Was he trying to say the one with intelligence and Braun and just thought of the word Brain and got all confused? It just sounded mumbling and bumbling. And then Sean O'Hare comes out to make his entrance. I've, scrap up that. What a waste of five minutes. But it's all about the feuds, all about Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snooker. And obviously this match is Roddy Piper versus Jimmy Snooker, obviously. No, it's fucking Sean O'Hare versus Rikishi. None of it makes any fucking sense. Is that... um? Sean O'Hare, uh, is this his theme music? Is that his actual theme music as well? From what I gather, I've, I've knocked it into YouTube just to make sure because every fucking theme tune that I listen to on these DVD releases worries the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Wait till we get to Booker T. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems. It and seems legit. It's, it's obviously a WB Jim Johnson creation, so... I do like Sean O'Hare's attire. I love I love the about Sean O'Hare. I look apart from his fucking manager. Right? I just, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Fuck off, Rod. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, Rod. Right, and it's hard for me to say it because rest you're in peace. back in the eighties. Well, obviously, rest in peace as well. Yeah, obviously, but but this is the thing. Like, if Hot Rod was not with Sean O'Hare right now, Sean O'Hare possibly could have had a really big run. Maybe I think that Hot Rod, uh, he, he unfortunately poisons O'Hare. Mm, very much so. Very O'Hare, much so. Y- y- a year from now, we won't be talking about Sean O'Hare. Exactly. Exactly. In about three months' time, bro. Yeah. That's the scary thing. Sean O'Hare's... I won't even say mid-card run because it's not even mid-card run. The thing run, is, is once, hot, once Hot Rod has finished doing what he's doing with Sean O'Hare, Sean O'Hare is irrelevant. He's irrelevant he's now. He's done. Yeah, that's, the, that's the worst thing. He's done. He's... So, like, creative, right, okay. Hot Rod's finished doing what he needs to do. Right, what do we do with O'Hare? I don't know. Let's stick him on velocity. Let's see what happens. That's basically... And we know what happens. The, the way from, we know what happens when you get stuck on velocity. You end up on the fucking Sunday night pre-show. Yep. Um, Rikishi stalks Roddy Piper um, at the start of the match, but oh, oh, hey, tries to fucking sneak up on Rikishi, yeah. And but it's like, can you not? Can you not be quiet? He's like, you would have made noise because he was ah when he came in. <laughs> but he gets driven into the steel steps for his troubles. Uh, gets bounced off the table, and Rikishi has the upper hand as we start. Uh, a couple of clotheslines of Samoa drop. Uh, Piper gets involved. Rikishi gets distracted by him outside and receives a super kick for his troubles. O'Hare works over Rikishi in the corner, and with the ref distracted, uh, Piper lays the fists in. Uh, Piper's so vocal. One thing I do enjoy about Roddy Piper, he were when he was a wrestler, and he still is now. He's so vocal when he's punching. Ah, 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 when he's punching. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Because it sounds a bit more. Do you know what I love it? Absolutely. But he is old school. Do you know what I mean? He is old school. O'Hare, it's an absolute mean clothesline to Rikishi as he works him over the corner. Hits another clothesline for a two count. I love that with Rikishi when he does that spin. That spin, oh, yeah. for legendary. Absolutely legendary. Always been able to do it as well, no matter what size he was. Always been able to do it. Uh, Sean goes for a smaller drop, but Rikishi gets out of it and hits a, um, a, and misses a spin kick. Uh, Rikishi with a clothesline in the corner, and then he backed that ass up. Goes for the stink face. Cole says the little beard on Sean's face will come in handy. For what? <laughs> I can't remember what cartoon it is, but there's a... <laughs> Who is it now? What is it from? There's a beard with a fist that comes out. Family guy. <laughs> Family guy. Nice. Yeah, is that what he's going to come in handy for? Just a look. Sean O'Hare has got a magical <laughs> fucking go-to with a beard. He backs that ass up and his little punch goes, <laughs> 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 uh, 
But he does kind of do that. He does make him look annoying because Sean O'Hare does the one fucking thing that every cunt should have ever done. Just kick him away. <laughs> <laughs> Get away, you fat bastard. <laughs> Just kick him. Get away, you fat bastard. I bet that's what he said, in it? He muttered that as well. <laughs> Guarantee he fucking muttered Smell it. Smell it ass And he face. launched the fuck out of his own Rikishi, man. He fucking jumps off at them. For that thing. reminds me, though, that, that this is what he reminds me of. You know those Facebook videos where you'll take, like, so with AJ Styles, when he does that 450 flip. Oh, and it carries on spinning. Yeah, you can just see, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, kicking Rikishi and it carries on spinning. Yeah, 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 Piper gets in the ring with a coconut. Uh, but Rikishi and Sean O'Hare then kick each other, which was quite a nice spot. Um, Rikishi went for a super kick. O'Hare went for like a crescent kick sort of thing. <laughs> Kicked each other. Um, Roddy Piper then comes back in with the ring. <laughs> Fuck off outside, Roddy. Go away. Uh, but Rikishi catches him, throws the coconut to the ref, um, and then gets an absolute clean coconut shot to the nut by Rikishi. <laughs> now, Piper starts to bleed. The commentators scream 20 years in the making. It's like Hogan and Vince all over again. Piper starts to bleed. Fiverr says he bladed. Yeah. But that coconut did make a, a good sound when it hit him on his head. But... No need... No, why was the... If he did blade... Why? Why? There's no need for it. And if he didn't blade... Oof, that must have hurt. Again, taking... It's the old guy fetish for blading. Again, though, it's taking the attention away from the match. Rowdy Roddy Piper is blading in a match that's on the undercard of Backlash that really shouldn't have even been on the card. Could have been something else there on the card. What Rico versus Tyler? Anything, anything. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. It's a. It's a, it's a throwaway match because there's no real backstory to it. Really. There's no. There's no backstory to it. A little quicker than that. Again in the ring. Again with a coconut in his hand. Piper got caught here. Attention to the referee. Is this why they call Piper the master manipulator playing mind games? Uh-oh, block! Oh. Rikishi with the right of his own! Hey, back! Yeah! Oh. Rikishi! Alright! Coming up to Piper! 20 years coming! Remember, Piper's not officially in this match! I guess that's why there's no disqualification! Uh-oh! Uh-oh, look out! Trouble! Look out. Is that move? Oh, man! Rikishi planted! We go backstage. Stace Keebler's grabbing a bit of salad, which is one big ass plate of greenery. I don't know if you've took much attention to the salad. Is, but is, no, to be fair, is it a fucking meal, really? It literally, it's two tomatoes <laughs> and a piece of broccoli on Stace's plate. <laughs> <I'm loaded. laughs> Which ends up on the fucking floor. It's two tomatoes <laughs> and a piece of broccoli on Stace's plate. Grandma Sable walks up to her. We've never met before. Stacy, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> in the most friendliest way. Sable, I hate to meet you in these circumstances, but I need to tell you something. You think Tori's your friend, but she's after your boyfriend. How do you think Tess got that advanced copy of Playboy? Tori gave it to him. She wasn't even fucking here! <laughs> she only debuted last week, or returned last week. She wasn't even there. Tess has been wanking over this Playboy <laughs> magazine for two months. Sable wasn't even there. How does she know that Tori gave him an advanced copy? Because... Sable needs something to do. Answer me this in kayfabe. Yeah, how the fuck did she know? Where was she? Because she's an old witch. She's a witch. <laughs> so she just, she's got magical powers. Is that the best you can come up with? She's got magical powers and that's how she knows that Tori Wilson gave Tess that wank wank. She looks like a witch. She looks like a fucking douche. 
I can't stand there with a big inflatable. God, no, I'm, I'm still a bit, a bit irate about this salad on a plate, to be honest. Well, do you know the thing is, well, <laughs> plastic plate, when she dropped it on that floor. <laughs> like, literally, the WWE cutting back on catering. Like, has it got that tight that all they can feed poor Stacey is a couple of tomatoes and a piece of broccoli? They, she had a lot of options on that plate, though. There was a lot of lettuce. There was like a lot of lettuce, like the big fucking platter with it on. I just saw a bit of red in the middle and it was just green leaves all the way around so she could have got a bit of iceberg or something like that. Do you know what I mean? This is it. The boys are hungry today. Thank you. You're welcome. Stacy, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Hi. I know we never met before and I hate to meet under... Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. I hate to meet under these circumstances but there's something I need to tell you. What? Um, can we come over here please? Sure. I know that you think Tori is your friend, but she's not. She's she's actually after your boyfriend. Oh, not Tori. She well, I, I know this is hard for you to believe, but how do you think Test got that advanced copy of Playboy? I don't know. I mean, well, Tori gave it to him. Now, Stacy, I wasn't sure at first, but I've seen Tori leaving messages, and after what I saw today. It confirms everything. What? What did you see? I hate to have to be the one to tell you this, but I saw Tori kiss Test. What? I did, Stacy. No, I. I'm so sorry to have to tell you. We cut then to RVD, erratic as fuck, pacing up and down the fucking locker room, worried about Chief Marley being the ref. Uh, Kane. Being 100% human, there is no monster anymore. This is just a guy in a mask. Um, he says that if the Dudleys and Chief Marley are going to take us down, then we're taking them down with us. The uh, point here for Kane, this is something I, I, uh, I noticed. Um, Kane's wearing fake tan. Yes. He's wearing fake tan. Now, take the fake tan that he's wearing, go back to uh, WrestleMania 19 on the Nintendo GameCube and... Take a split screen and look at them both. He's the exact same shade as his WrestleMania character on the GameCube. That's bad. That's bad, that. <laughs> it does look very um, the, what I, the, point, the point I'm trying to make is he doesn't look natural. It doesn't look a natural colour. Which is weird because they're pushing him more of a human. He's meant to be Kane. And Kane is a pale He's monster. He's meant to be burnt. Where's his scars? Show me his scars. Oh, he's on his face, man. That's on his face. <laughs> covering him up. So it is time for our Raw Tag Titles. It is RVD and Kane, who have we seen of our new Tag Team Champions since WrestleMania, against the Dudleys with Chief Venus as your special guest referee. Um, so yeah, we've seen the last few weeks. Um, the only way Chief Venus is allowing the Dudleys to keep their jobs um, is basically as long as you do his dirty work. Uh, Kane and RVD, they won the titles from Storm and Molly, and now it's up to the Dudleys to get them back. Um, Bubba... He doesn't have a problem playing heel, uh, and you can see it come through in the match and in his mannerisms of the last few weeks. Where Devon, on the other hand, um, he's basically forgot that the Dudleys, for 90% of their career, played the heels. And when he fucking returned to SmackDown after the draft split, he played a fucking heel, right? For some reason, he's got this moral high ground about all the heel tactics that Chief Molly's trying to make the Dudleys do. Which, we've got dissension again in the Dudley boys. They've only been back together for fucking four months. And... Uh, their attire. It's the little things for me. It's mm. the little things. 
Did they Devon just, did cares. They, before, well, Devon cares. Bobby doesn't. Before they came out, to, before they came out to the match, did they, was it just like Devon thought, right, oh, right, I'm a Dudley boy. I'm gonna dress like a Dudley boy. Yeah. And then Bobby the Dudley's like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'll I'm coming in my pajamas. Tra- I put a pair of fucking trackies on. Pajamas. And a yeah. bloody shitty tank top. They don't look like the Dudley boys yeah. to me. They should. At be least massive. the logos were the same on the t-shirts. I'll give you're gonna give them something. But they don't like the Dudley boys. Does it? Did no, no. Bobby Dudley not seriously look in the mirror and think these trackies look shit? <laughs> yeah. I'm one for the attire. I'm all. I'm all for the show. Maybe his luggage got lost. He needs to be wearing his, his camouflage pants. That's easy. They're doing it. No, I'm. I'm an old school Dudley's tie dye. Let's go back to the tie dye of the ECW. Of the ECW I don't care what they were. As long as they're matching, man. I mean, I'm not. I honestly am not feeling this match. There's something for me that doesn't click. Storyline again. This was my issue um, with both. Tag, like in the build up to the Smackdown tag titles you just had singles matches between uh, Guerrero's and Team Angle in the build up to this it's just been basically do my dirty work and we don't want to do my dirty work we've lost the titles Kane and are the champions do my dirty work it's it, I, there's not been an advance of storyline that I was expecting when the Dudley boys like jump forward a long time when HBK is working for JBL yeah that's an awesome storyline yeah but he has him to do all sorts of stuff. This didn't have that same sort of feel about it. When the, I think the Dudleys, what didn't help was the return. After the return, it nosedived straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Devo makes the big fucking save at Survivor Series. The Dudleys are back. It, it just it didn't work for me. The And going back to what you said, the Dudleys are nothing without tables. The Dudleys are absolutely Jack Diddley squat without a table. And another another bit I noticed was uh, Kane. Uh, when Kane sits up, he gets knocked down, and he goes for the classic sit-up. Every time I see The Undertaker or Kane do that sit-up, the crowd go, ah! Yeah. Nothing. Silence. Mm. Nobody makes a noise when he sits up. It's like, oh, he's just sat up. Yeah. No, no, I, I have to totally agree there. I totally agree there. Um, so at the start, did you see uh, Robert Lamb's botch, but then he covered himself because he's a fucking G. <laughs> Um, he tried to get the like a uh, uh, leg sweep on Bubba, but he fucked up. But because he's that good, he spun around the other way and yeah, fucking did it anyway. Yeah. It was fu- absolutely brilliant. It was like that is thinking on your feet. Now, I had an issue with this little. Do you know we spoke about in the Guerrero's anti mangle match where they had the little like lucha libre esque start with the flips and the mm-hmm. reversals and stuff. Well, Bubba and Harvey did one of these, but it was just fucking Harvey he's spinning round Bubba, Bubba not moving, and then they stopped and had a fucking standoff, <laughs> and it's like this is not RVD Jerry Lynn. Do you know? What I, mean? I just didn't feel it. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. At all. And then they were like expecting people to give a round of applause. Yeah, and it got a mild pop, very mild. <laughs> um, kicks from RVD, and a running spin kick gets him a two count. Uh, RVD sets up for his monkey flip, uh, but he gets reversed into a big-ass clothesline. Now, this seems to be a running thing. Watch how many times RVD goes for the monkey flip. Right, okay. Like I said in one of the last podcasts we did, um, two or three. RVD's getting repetitive. Repetitive. Repetitive, and I'm not feeling it. He's not being high like you. He goes for the same move over and over and over and over and over again. And I used to enjoy that back in the day. And I don't know if I'm just a cynical old fool now. And back then I was more of a mark than I am now. I don't it's because we're used to seeing loads of different moves now. Yeah, I just so. don't. I, yeah, I just don't. Rotherham doesn't doesn't really surprise me anymore with the stuff he does. Um, Devon gets a tag and he's working over RVD. RVD reversed with a kick for a two count. Um, Chief Moy so far he's refing like any normal ref. Been he's a good boy. He's been a good boy. He's, he's playing it by the book. 
Um, Kane gets attacking and then proceeds to work over Devon's arm, which was weird. <laughs> Kane, the, the technical fucking master that he is. He spends the next ten minutes working over Devon's arm. Where's the, the throat thrust? Where's the big boots? Where's the Kane? I don't understand. Yeah, if you're Kane, you're working on somebody's back or, or neck. I don't understand. I But then it clicked. He's knocking him out with RVD. He's high as fuck. <laughs> he's high as fuck. He's just, cra- he's just cracking. That's it. Kane brings the fire up and that brings the smoke. Right? They crack on. Uh, so yeah, he's just, he's just fucking. I just do a nice little fucking arm. Yeah. Um, in comes Bubba, but instantly knocked down by Kane. Um, Bubba sells like an absolute hero to a right hand by Kane. I've always loved Bubba and Dudley's selling. Um, Devon with an assist, but Bubba it's a bulldog-ish for the two count, and the crowd are screaming for tables. It came with a big spy buster, and Morley carries on to count as normal. Uh, RVD with some shots in the corner, his backflip and dropkick. Split leg moonsault gets him a two count, which I do quite enjoy, and I've always said that either, but the worst thing about the split leg moonsault, it was ruined by John Morrison making it a thousand times better. Mm-hmm. A thousand with it. Starship mm-hmm. Pain, I think they called it. Well, he not only did the split leg, but he turned a thousand tackles in there. Split leg course. Oh, it was brilliant. And didn't a diva start using Rob Van Damme's variation? Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, that itself. You're nicking Rob Van Damme's move. Can it be that good in the first place? Because you don't see many Rob Van Damme's move. No one does a roll in thunder. Side note, though. Have you seen Rob Van Damme's girlfriend? No, yes. but I do hear she's quite attractive. Yes. She's got a very nice Kim Kardashian arse. Really? Yes. Mm. Oh, I might have to Google that. Her, that's her asset. Get it? No pun intended. No, no actually, pun. pun was intended. Love yes, it. Yes. Love it. Uh, speaking of Robin Adams' monkey flips, uh, Bubba reverses a monkey flip, flip attempt and hits a big side slam. Uh, Bubba kicks Kane off the apron, uh, and the coach notes that <laughs> Kane wasn't paying attention. I as fuck. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you now. Um, we get the What's Up to Rob Van Damme with Kane distracting Venus, which, I, as much as I used to love the What's Up segments, uh, it still doesn't make any sense when the ref can see it. Surely the ref's not getting that blocked that he can't see a guy diving off the fucking top rope. And it's 2003. The Budweiser advert was what, 1999? 99. Yeah, four <laughs> years later. a long time yeah. away. Uh, after, sorry. A long time after. Um, we get a rolling thunder to Bubba. We get another monkey flip uh, reversed into a net breaker, so that's monkey flip number three attempt. Uh, Kane off the top of a clothesline, Bubba with jabs, uh, but he's goozled by Kane. Val Venus strikes with a low blow. Um, Bubba goes for the win, but Kane kicks out. Uh, Venus throws out Kane and goes for RVD, uh, but he ducks and Bubba takes a shot. Devon pissed. It's a flying landstorm out of fucking nowhere. Flat landstorm comes flying in. We get a Bubba bomb for his troubles, though. I, uh, I I don't know why, but literally, for a, for, a, for a split second, before you see Lance Storm's actual face, I thought it was Tommy Dreamer. Because Just from the pants. From the way yeah. he's attired. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, Tommy Dreamer. I was like, what the fuck? Tommy right? Dreamer coming in off the top row. Yeah. That's a scary thought. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Uh, Kane, it's a chokeslam, uh, but Devon goes to the outside. Rob and Amit's a five star. Uh, Chad Patton comes flying into the ring. And he's one of my favourite referees from this era. There's not many I know, but I know Chad Patton. He makes the one, two, three. And still, your tag team champions are Rob Van Damme and Kane. Oh, Devon! Oh, and Devon, he ain't happy. No, he ain't happy. And Marley's about to get not happy either. Look at him, there we go. Chief Marley's trying to explain his case. <laughs> Devon ain't hearing it either. And now Devon, maybe Devon, oh, maybe Devon was right. Hey, look at that. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, there's Lance Storm. Lance Storm. We haven't seen Lance Storm 
a very welcome reception. Nor did the uh, Rodman have it. He got to his feet now. Morley is, is back on Bubba Ray. Well, as I said, all oh, 3D! 3D on Chief Morley. The Bubba, the Dudley Boys is 3D. Chief Morley. The Morley Bishop administration is disintegrating. Well, it's crumbling. I, I could have predicted that the the win. Yeah. I could have predicted RVD and Kane were going to win because they had the odds stacked against them. Storyline wise, it made sense. Yeah. Um, I also I don't know if you took the took the note, but the net breaker from Devon to RVD that woke the crowd up. Mm. That was the that was the, the the crowd waker. But still, again, not it's just something that didn't click for me. It just it wasn't I wasn't I wasn't invested. In that match, that's a line that he's not said in a while, isn't it? There's yeah. not many things that have not invested Christian. It's just Goldberg's here, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, I'm waiting for my boy. Yeah, yeah, I thought the whole pay per view starters really slow. Yeah, it took a while. It's because there's so much emphasis around Goldberg, and um, if you think the SmackDown's biggest game in this is the title match, yeah. and it's it's the culmination of a tournament. It's not really a storyline. I know Cena's tried. Cena has tried his promos to Brock, and we'll get more, a bit more into that. He's tried, but yeah, it's the, it was all about Kevin Nash and Bill Goldberg with Mike Lash. I would say the best bit about this match was the last bit for me, and definitely it was de- definitely. Everyone was waiting for Venus to strike. Yeah, that was the thing, and once he once he struck, that was it. It was game on because Devon didn't like it. John Bubba got hit. We see Devon's face side coming out, um, but I'm seeing from this though, where do the Dudleys go from here? Because obviously the Bubba turned on Venus, and so have we now got fully fledged face? Dudley's back again. Are they now going forward? Are we going to see the Dudleys versus Storm and Morley? It's looking that way. Fucking Regal, hurry up and get fit. Yeah. Seriously, hurry up and get fit. But where the Kane and Arvey go as the champion? Lara's is bronze. Uh oh, coach. Where is Stacey Keebler going? Well, now, I just heard something that I don't want to believe. You mean you know? Oh, thank God, Stacy. You know, I did not know how to tell you this. What? So it's true? You kissed him? No, no. I mean, Tess kissed me, but I did not. You bitch. No. Oh, 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 look at this, coach. We get more Stacey Keebler segment as she is on the hunt for Tori Wilson. And every fucking woman on the roster is in there as she confronts Tori. Even her stepmom. 
That storyline died yeah. quickly, didn't it? The best, the best bit about that fight was uh, Victoria. The best bit about kick her butt, kick her butt. The best bit about that fight was Lola being an absolute fucking legend. Yeah. Pull her hair, pull the top. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, Stacey says you kissed him. No, he kissed me. You bitch, can't fight. So looks like going forward, we may have Stacey Keebler versus Tony Wilson for the love of one Andrew Martin. Test. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like, I don't know why I was looking right at me then. Uh, so our next match is for the women's title. It is Jazz versus Trish Stratus. Jazz coming out to a 60s jazz music, which I quite liked the fact that they use jazz music for jazz. And the bitch looks kind of sexy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. In a white get-up. But you know also what I noticed? I think I've worked out where Mark Henry got that jacket from. <laughs> yes. His Cast your mind back. His salmon pink retirement jacket. Buried it was basically it. covering his ankles. <laughs> yeah. That is Mark Henry. They just picked that up from wardrobe scene. They go, no, no, Mark, smash this on before you go and fucking say I'm going to quit. I that is, I'm telling you. That's the exact same jacket. It's the exact it's the same fucking colour, texture, everything. Everything. Uh, coach says, um, here comes a woman. Or should I say, bitch. On a mission. I wonder how long that's going to stick around for. Jonathan Coachman saying, here comes the bitch. I know she said it. Obviously, Jazz, she gets on the mic and says, the bitch is back and the bitch is black. <laughs> I can't see what? that sticking around for long either. Because no. tonight, the bitch is back and the bitch is black. Believe it. Uh, Teddy Long, he gets on the mic. Holler at your player. Tonight is about one thing. Yeah, Goldberg. <laughs> Vindication for baby girl Jazz. Who's going to rise above all the bigotry and defeat Trish? You feel me, boo? And obviously, Jazz, I feel you, player. Because tonight, the bitch is back and the bitch is black. Believe that. I was waiting for... Da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da. So I wonder where they got that fucking idea Believe from. That, Vince has been watching the network. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she did look kind of sexy, but then obviously. So Trish, Trish. Trish Stratus comes out, and I very oiled boobies. I no, but I swear her breasts have got bigger. Is it wrong that I liked the the vulnerability about Trish? The fact that she come out looking weak. I was like, oh, Trish kind of looks sexier when she's vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Is that I wrong? I, I, get I, I get it. Do you get it? I get it. All right. But uh, she comes out holding her ribs because last week on Raw the Dudleys kicked the fuck out of Trish <laughs> in order for the Dudleys to receive a title shot. So do you know what I mean? There was a reason behind it. Um, the commentators, they keep going on about Teddy Long saying, believe that, like they're trying to push this phrase. So imagine if that would have got over. The fuck would a Roman done? Didn't, uh, didn't anybody else notice the referee, by the way? I've got, I'm doing a lot of referee spotting on this page. Yes. Um, Charles Robinson. He looks like a member of the Romanian football team. <laughs> World Cup 98. <laughs> with his bleach blonde hair. Like His hair is... He's, 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 oh, it's not natural. His the hair. Romanian team of World Cup 98. Let me tell you a little story. There's a reason behind the World Cup Romanian team dyed their hair. It's because they just knocked England out of the group stages. Uh, Phil Neville caught, it was 0-0 against Romania, Phil Neville conceded a penalty very late on, Romania scored, 1-1-0, we got knocked out of the group, Romania went on. So as a show of immunity, they all agreed to dye their hair urine colour, maybe? <laughs> Blondie didn't work, because all these Romanians with their like, dark hair didn't work, yeah, they should have maybe gone two or three times to the hairdressers. Um, and they went on to lose their next match, because <laughs> dyeing their hair 
that colour showed so much unity and so much fucking will to succeed that they went on to lose. <laughs> well done, Charles Robinson. But at least he doesn't like fucking Ric Flair. Yeah. At least he's got away from that. But it looks like a weird like midlife crisis, but I've just found Eminem. I yeah. always in, in back in WCW. I always used to get confused, like with Charles Bronson, uh, fucking Charles, Charles Bronson, Bronson, Charles Robinson, um, Charles, Charles Robinson, Ric Flair. I always thought they looked very like the same person. Well, he's called Little Nature for a reason. Nature. Well, he was Little Nature at one point, wasn't he? Properly, where they when remember when Ric Flair cut his hair and got rid of his like his curtains to an extent, uh, very similar to the hair that he had when he made his return to WWE in like yeah. 2002. Uh, they they put Robinson's hair exactly like that. And put him in a robe and everything, and had him as little nature, and had him running with Flair for a bit. Why? If you remember that, I've got fucking WCW 2000. Who fucking why anything? <laughs> Judy Bagwell on a fucking forklift. Why anything? Why anything? But anyway, learn something new every Oh, I've got more for you. Yeah, you've learned nothing yet, my son. Uh, we get a face-to-face start. Uh, the commentators they keep going on about Teddy Long, as I said, saying believe that. We get a move. We get believe that. A move. Believe that. Uh, Trish, she goes for uh, Jazz. She goes straight for Trish's ribs. Um, obviously, the as we saw Trish walking down the aisle, she's holding her ribs. The emphasis around this match purely is Trish's ribs hurt. Uh, Jazz with some stiff shots onto Trish and hits a lovely backbreaker. Trish hits a big clothesline for two. Uh, Jazz with a bitch slammer clawed into the coach, which was like the glam slam, <laughs> but she kind of let go in the air. She like lifted her up and just went, fuck off. <laughs> went over. Uh, Trish with a decent looking tilt well for two. Uh, Jerry comments that Trish has improved 600%. Now, 600 is a bit much, but I do kind of agree. She uh, has most improved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jazz hits the earthquake splash. Can you remember earthquake? Where you run yeah. from one rope, run from t'other, and splash on a person. Jazz hit that on Trish, because that's so much weight coming down on you. Uh, Jazz, she removes the turnbuckle, but Charles Robinson's distracted when Trish goes for a backslide. Uh, the women trade shots until Trish throws Jazz in the corner. Goes for a handstand and head scissors, but Jazz, being smart as fuck, turns it into like a Boston Crab slam. Yeah. Which was probably the best move I've seen so far in the whole pay-per-view. And then for the next two minutes, we get a Boston Crab party. <laughs> yeah. Now, I had an issue here. In kayfabe, Trish is fucking holding these ribs. Putting a Boston Crab on somebody where you have to talk your own back in order to talk their legs, it's got to hurt. Close it, though, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in a kayfabe way, she shouldn't be doing that move. Yeah, it depends how bad I. I hate when we get to these kayfabe bits because I don't know how to. I don't know how to give an explanation. Because <laughs> the cogs is fucking right, frustration. It's wrestling, goddammit. Yeah. Um, Jerry comments that Theodore must be sweating bullets. Have you not seen the fucking size of that jacket? Uh, Trish she reverses the back suplex and hits a satisfaction. But to quote Jerry Lawler, he threw a shoe as Teddy Long throws a shoe directly. Uh, well, Trish throws it back, and it's a fucking fan. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bitch. Did anybody notice the Kellermania sign? Mm. Cast your mind back to WrestleMania. I didn't see that. Now. Cole was there. I did any research on this Kellermania. He said, yeah, I found fuck all. He said, hey, Seattle, Kellermania sucks. Oh. Remember, think about where WrestleMania was. Seattle. Seattle. The plot thickens. Yeah. Kellermania continues. Uh, the finish of the match comes when Trish goes for a satisfaction again, but Jazz reverses it, sits on Trish, and with the aid of the middle rope, like every fucking heel does, she is your new women's champion. Oh, you know it is. Oh, go for the satisfaction. She hit it, got it, hit it. Trish nailed the satisfaction. That's going to be it. She's going to remember. Oh, what in the, what the hell was that? 
commentary got me in this because Coach and King they just felt sorry for Trish she was all about Trish it was not this is a new women's champion she's dominant have you not seen the size of her fucking arms do you know what it is though that's how it is you tell me another women's wrestler on the roster at the minute sorry Diva on the roster at the minute that could fucking tackle with Jazz apart from maybe Victoria Victoria Molly Holly I think would be a good match mm. because Molly Holly can wrestle like fuck she's got a massive arse but there is Focus on the wrestling, Christian. No, I mean, no I'm, I don't even mean it in a like, yeah. sexy way. I but, mean, she's got a massive arse and it's great for taking bumps on. But the day, yeah, very true. Um, I would what say about the match overall, then? What, what were your overall thoughts of that one? Crap. It was a very sloppy finish, in my opinion. Seems to me like a bit of a shoo-in. Uh, well, I think the uh, Jazz being the new women's champion gives the face a chase. That's what it's all nice, about. Nice, the face a chase. Give the face a chase. Give the face a chase. Put I like, on a t-shirt. I like it when the face gets a chase. Chase is the heel. That's why. Yeah. That's 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 face old champions school. suck. Yeah, face champions suck. I've always said that. Yeah, I prefer a face chasing the heel than a heel chasing yeah. the face. Um, we go backstage with Booker T and HBK. So, uh, you ready? This isn't my first rodeo. I'm ready. Yeah. I can see that, but I'm. Um, what about him? What are you talking about, man? Don't worry about me. I'm ready. I'll tell you guys one thing. Do what you want out there. Keep Triple H from me. We go backstage and we've got HBK and we've got Booker T talking about who uh, that this being their isn't their first rodeo, um, and it just came to my head where uh, you've got these two guys. HBK, Booker T, both semi-naked, you can't see below their waistline and both their heads go down and it looks as if they're staring towards their penises. Uh, so I made a reference where uh, they then go to Kevin Nash and Kevin Nash is like, I don't care what you guys do out there as long as you leave Triple H to me. If you put some porn music over that... <laughs> Quite uh, homoerotic. Yeah, it's Quite very, homoerotic. very homoerotic yeah. and uh, instantly that's what I thought of. Up next, it is Big Show versus Rey Mysterio in the match of embarrassment. Let's see how many words. Drink a sh take a shot. The amount of times that Matt Cole or Taz says the word embarrassed. Um, Taz, I had your back earlier, son. You let me down again. On describing the weight differences between Rey Mysterio and Big Show, Michael Cole mentions there's a difference of 325 pounds. And Taz comments, it's like two normal human beings mushed together with some duct tape. <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously. What? And we're getting set for a matchup where there will be a huge weight differential between the Big Show and Rey yeah. Mysterio. Well, yeah, about 325 pounds. That's like uh, two normal human beings uh, mushed together with some uh, duct tape. Or Rey Mysterio's heart is as big as the Big Show. Well, it's always about that's Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio will win because his heart is as big as a giant. That's, that's the Rey Mysterio gimmick. Which, by the way, is physically impossible. 
Yeah, you'd be dead if that was. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's heart is the it's same just... size to, as every other like organ in your body is the same size. However, you can't have like a heart that's five times as big as your body. Kind of won't work. As a as a wrestling fan, this is one of my favourite types of matches. Big man versus little man. David versus Goliath. Love it. Speed versus strength, isn't it? This really started a couple of weeks ago when Rey Mysterio would embarrass the Big Show for the first time. It actually took place after the matchup with a unique 619. Yeah. Very, oh, very innovative 619. And you see uh, the Big Show you know, embarrassed in front of all these people. Millions at home watching, falling right on, his, uh, right on his butt. Yeah, this was this past week. Big Show had Tajiri defeated. Rey Mysterio would play mind games. And Big Show in pursuit as Mysterio would try to hide behind the steel well, steps. Well, we knew Big Show wouldn't catch Mysterio unless he had like a uh, Ferrari, but then out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio bips him, bing, and Big Show head first into that steel post. And then he falls over the steel steps. Oh, his, trip, his, leg, his leg tripped over the steel steps. And Big Show embarrassed again at the hands of Rey Mysterio. So as we've seen two weeks before Backlash, uh, Rey Mysterio, he hit a ring post 619 onto Big Show, which made Big Show fall on his ass, to which the commentators stressed on how embarrassed Big Show must be. And then the Thursday before Backlash, Big Show had Tajiri defeated, but Ray ran down and made Big Show chase him around the ring, ending with Ray hiding, then popping back up to push Big Show into the post, causing him to fall over the ring steps. The commentators again stressed how embarrassed Big Show was. Shot. Shot. <laughs> You'd be pissed, man, I swear. <laughs> I swear to you. Uh, Big Show, it looks bigger than Mania, but his singlet looks a hell of a lot tighter than Mania. <clears throat> I bet you know uh, yeah, that's... Big Show's cock is still swinging. Uh, once you see it, you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I didn't think, think it was like, just staring it in the face as much as it was in Mania. I think it was more... I think he was staring Rey Mysterio in the face. It was more controlled. <laughs> yeah. It was oh, fucking definitely. Definitely. I can still see it. Like I said, once you see it, you can't see it. So that was instantly what I was looking for. Which is kind of gay. <laughs> but I'm not. But... It is kind of gay. That's the first thing when in Big Show came out. I was trying to see whether his cock was swinging or not in his attire. There you go. And you answered your question straight away. Straight away. Yep, still swinging. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Rey Mysterio, he plays with Big Show to start. He draws him outside the ring, then back in the ring, where he delivers a drop kick to Big Show, knocking him back out of the ring. Uh, Big Show is pissed and he boots the steps. Commentator has mentioned on how embarrassed Big Show is. Uh, Big Show tries to get back in the ring, but Ray uses a middle rope to spring off and kick Big Show. Um, but it was like Big Show was supposed to fall back over the ropes. Mm. He kind of threw himself halfway, knew his balance wasn't going to do it, and brought himself back into the ring, which was, I suppose, was fair play because he could have made himself look a lot worse trying to jump over the fucking rope like we've seen a lot of wrestlers botch uh, with that sort of um, that sort of move. Uh, Ray, he twice runs at Show in the corner and delivers a flurry of punches, but third time's too many, he gets caught and thrown into the ring post. Uh, the slap to Ray's chest. <laughs> Holy shit, that must have fucking stung. Yeah. Because that made a nice sound. Ray Mysterio is a phenomenal... Oh! Athlete, what a show! Uh, Big Show, he whips Ray into the corner, but Ray slides out for a breather. Uh, Ray gets picked up by his head, which, as much as you can... Everyone knows what's going on, do you know what I mean? Ray's holding Big Show's hands, but it's a very good spot. It does look... goes back to what you said earlier about the big man, little man dynamic. That is one of the only spots that you can do with that dynamic. And it always looks good when you're just picking him and bringing him over the top rope. Like a big fucking one of them claw grabbers at fucking Funfair. Picking your toy, dropping your fucking, <laughs> dropping your prize off. Well, this is, this match made me, me I honestly thought, and this, bear in mind, we've not watched Backlash like in like God knows how many years. Yeah. Um, I honestly thought Rey Mysterio was going to win this match. I thought Rey Yeah, was I was, I was in Ray's corner. I was in Ray's corner. 
Uh, Rey Mysterio, he goes for a springboard fuck-all, and Big Show turns into a backbreaker. I love springboard fuck-alls, where you know it's just a set-up move for a move that you're going to receive. Absolutely yeah. love them. Just like top-rope fuck-alls, Ric Flair's the master of it. When has Ric Flair ever done a top-rope elbow? Never. When does Ric Flair get uh, slammed off the top-rope? Every time. Onto his side. Onto right. his side. Oh, wait till we get there, my yeah. friend. So I'm sure you picked up what I picked up on. Michael Cole insinuates that Ray just shit himself. Um, he says those Carolina blue pants will be a different colour. The ribs and back of Rey Mysterio, ladies and gentlemen, I think, just got shattered. After that, those Carolina blue trunks may be a different color. Carolina blue. <laughs> he insinuates that Rey Mysterio has just <laughs> shit himself. <laughs> shit himself. Uh, Big Show's all over Rey and he stands on him, which has got to hurt. I can't, I'm, I was trying, I watched it back twice to work out how it doesn't hurt. You are, I know you're making a step, but during the... the Two seconds that your foot is off the floor and back on the floor. You are putting your foot, I don't care that you're holding the ropes, you are putting weight onto his. Unless them ropes are that strong enough for Big Show to elevate himself off the ropes, you're putting weight onto little old fucking Ray here. <laughs> Bless little old Ray Mysterio. He does take an hammer in in this match he and he does sell it like him. a fucking, he sells it like an absolute demon. Uh, Big Show, he bench presses Ray, but Ray lands on his feet. Uh, Ray with kicks and punches, but Big Show with <laughs> just another slap sets like you're patting him away. <laughs> Send fucking Ray outside. Uh, Ray finds a chair, but Show casually eases the ref out of the way and moves himself into position to receive a chair shot. It was off. Probably the worst segment we've had so far. It was just, I don't know if it, the, the ref was in the wrong position or Big Show was, but it was like casually moving him. And as he was moving, he was like slowly leaning between the middle ropes. I was like, no, I did not like that spot one little bit. Um, Ray with, uh, goes to the top, seated Santon, only gets a two. 619 to the gut. And uh, this did, this did, I enjoyed this. It was the commentators. This is where Colin Taz work. We had 619 to the gut, 619 to the butt, and then traditional 619 from Colin Taz bouncing after each other. Mysterio goes for the West Coast pop. And that's where... On the Big Show! <laughs> What's he expecting the Big Show to do? A somersault and him landing perfect? <laughs> I don't just this moments like this, I don't understand. And that's where the Big Show hits the choke slam for the victory. What a fucking choke slam! What a choke slam! Um, it was one of these matches where, as much as I do side with you, where I was fighting for Ray at one point, you kind of knew who was going to win. You know, in the grand scheme of things, look where uh, Big Show is in regards to like the list of the card, and look where Rimstone is at the bottom. When Rimstone has been on heat and shit like that, where Big Show granted he's. It's not having title shot after title shot, but he's been with the taker at Mania. Do you know what I mean? Big Show's been still seen up there as a star. Yeah. Uh, but this match is obviously all remembered for what happened afterwards. Um, as soon as Michael Cole mentioned that they are bringing the stretcher out, I fucking marked out like the dirty little mark that I am. <laughs> and I was like, this is the spot. This is that spot. I saw uh, Funaki number one in the crowd. That fan is my new best friend. Um, the paramedics had an issue with them. They, they, you asked for your fucking OVW guys. Yeah. That's your OVW, OVW guys. That was a pathetic attempt. And I showed it my missus. And obviously being the nurse, she was furious at the manhandling of Rey Mysterio. <laughs> getting him onto that backboard. Once he's on the backboard. Oh, big Paul comes storming back to the ring. And swinging for the fences. Picks up Rey Mysterio hey, better, better, better. like a baseball bat and fucking smashes him into the post. Now, the issue I have with this, as much as from a visual standpoint, it looks fucking amazing. The issue I have is his arms were also strapped in. Yeah. You can't brace yourself. And he hit the floor head first. 
God. Big Show is back. What the hell is he doing back right. here? Don't do the show up. What the hell is he This is too much. Oh, no, 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 show, don't do this. Oh, my God. No, stop this. No, no, show. My God. The embarrassment and the humiliation has festered at Big Show for weeks, and it led to that. I've been in this business 15-something years. I have never seen anything like that in my life. It then pans to Rey Mysterio's face, and he murmurs, I can't breathe. <laughs> there was a massive part of me that was like, like that. Probably <laughs> legit. You probably can't. Yeah. I was expecting some blood. I, I honestly thought... Have you seen that video online Stop. where that... Stop, out of his mouth or something like that? that when mm. the fat guy, the fat Japanese wrestler, sits on the other guy's face. No. And bl blood sounds, on a masked wrestler's face and blood starts popping out of his mask. I was literally waiting for blood starts to pour out of Ray's face. Because uh, you, you, there's no... There's no, there's nothing there for him to stop well, his a bit of, There's a bit of padding, do you know what I mean? As we've seen when they pull it up, there is... An oh, yeah, but there's concrete there's an in that That's what I mean, there's into a padding and he's got probably a millimetre padding with his fucking mask. Do you know what I mean? And not only is he coming down onto the floor without being able to brace himself, he's coming down with force. Because when he gets smashed on that ring post, Big Show then lets go. And he goes, kadumph, do you know what I mean? A big fucking sack of potatoes. Poor fucking Ray. He took a bat. What, what's Ray done? Is he fucked Linda or something? <laughs> Vince does not like Ray. We go backstage to Lillian Garcia. She's with Triple H, Freak Flair and Jericho. Gentlemen, tonight you guys have a six-man tag team match against Shawn Michaels, Booker T, and Kevin Nash. And now, Hunter, after what you did to Kevin Nash last week, he's going to be gunning for you. Kevin Nash is going to be gunning for me, but what you said in the beginning is the most important thing, Lillian. This isn't a one-on-one -on -one match. It's a six-man tag, and I've got the all-time great team. I've got the nature boy, Ric Flair. And I've got the king of the world. That's right, Vivian, the most dangerous team ever assembled in the WWE history. And now, after stealing the show at WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, tonight, I have the chance to put Shawn Michaels through the pain of tapping out in the walls of Jericho. The highlight of the night is going to take it on the heartbreak kid. Ha! And Booker T, woo, you five-time, five-time, five-time World Heavyweight Champion. All you got to do is deal with a 16-time Nature Boy. And tonight, I'm traveling with the big boys. Woo! Sing to it, Nate. Sing to it. Woo! Yeah. i tell you what. Kevin Nash. Kevin, yeah. talking to you. I'm not done yet. I'll tell you when I wrap this up. Kevin Nash can call me all he wants. He can ask why all he wants, but he's got to look no further than the man he sees in the mirror. Kevin Nash wants to know why this happened. Look at himself. He forced my hand. Well, Kevin, I told you, you don't want to be against me. Well, tonight, you find out what it means to be against the game. Tonight, we take care of business, right, boys? I bet you're asking where the fuck are Ground Force? Yeah. I am actually, yeah. Where the fuck are Randy Orton and Batista? 
Would you believe that they both got injured in the same match? Larry does strike twice. In a house show. In a house show. Randy Orton suffered a serious injury when Bubba Ray Dudley landed on his foot. On his foot after a double flapjack by Bubba and Devon. Apparently, Orton went up for the move and he failed a bit in the air. This caused his feet to get crossed, which when he landed, Bubba landed back first on top of his foot, breaking his ankle, several bones in his foot and severely dislocating his big toe. That sounds... Horrible. Uh, there were initial reports, two to four months. Um, looks like we're not going to see him for another six. And this is the Randy Orton who has missed nearly a year near enough because we saw him very, very early doors, didn't we? Not long after Vengeance, we saw Orton, did his shoulder. He's coming back. He's been with Evolution and now he's fucked again. It's not a good start. But do, do they keep him relevant? Are they going to keep him relevant? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't recall them not being around. The thing is, what I'm saying is, they can't afford to not keep him relevant. Mm. Not he really. Doesn't do anything until after summer, does he? Does is this? Well, he, does he just come straight back as the Legend Killer? Is that? I don't well, Legend Killer is part of Evolution, isn't it? Because you, next Mania, him and Batista and Flair against Rock and Foley. That's what I mean, though. When he co- eventually comes back, I think I, I, from what my memory vaguely remembers. When he comes back, does he not start on Foley? He's not Foley's first legend. He boots him down some stairs or something along them lines. It's not Foley's not, it's not Foley the first legend. Yeah. Anyway, we're jumping far too ahead ourselves. About Batista. In also the same match, Dave Batista. Um, he has tore his tricep muscle. I knew that. I, I fucking knew I'm that. And will miss at least four months. Um, his injury is the same that ended the career of Del Wilkes, who was the Patriot. The Patriot back in 97, who yeah. came out to Kangles. Well, Kangles came out to Patriots music. Uh, Bubba's back is sore from landing on Orton's foot, but he won't much mu- he won't miss much ring time, if any. And as we saw, he's at, he worked back last week, missed none. Lillian, so we're backstage then with Evolution Point Five <laughs> and Jericho. Uh, Lillian says Nash will be gunning for Triple H. He says it's not about one on one; it's a six man tag. He's got the all time great team: the Nature Boy and the King of the World. Sorry, Randy and Dave, you're not good no more. <laughs> Jericho says, that's right, Vivian. Which I love fucking Jericho. He's, he's something he's kept for years. Any backstage announcer, he will change your name and twist it up. Um, the most dangerous team ever assembled in WWE history. And now, after stealing the show at WrestleMania, tonight he has the chance of putting Shawn Michaels through the pain of tapping to the walls of Jericho. The highlight of the night is going to take it out on the heartbreak kid. Nature's absolutely buzzing his tits off at this. Nature's backstage dancing. Uh, behind. Triple H looks pissed. Triple H is like, I'm getting the pin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over, damn it. Yeah, well, they, literally at this point in their careers, Triple H and Jericho despise each other. Yes. Absolutely yes. hated each other. They loathed each other. But Jericho has said in multiple podcasts, um, that's Triple H, because they hate each other so much, they bought the best out in each other. Yeah. But I found it really weird that if you hate each other, you're still going to be on the same team. Mm, it's mm. a little bit different when you're against each other. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I suppose that can work in a different way. Where look at Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn, where they've got to, where like I know it's it's, it's all obviously scripted, etc., etc. As we all know, people use the fake word. Well, if you're going to be fake when you're hitting somebody with a metal chair, who's your best mate, who's your best man at your wedding? There's got to be your conscience fucking riding against it as well. You don't, you don't want to go through too much with it because it's your pal. Yeah. And it's not just another guy you're putting a programme with. 
Um, backstage, Motori and Stacy fighting over Test. And here comes big fucking Papa Dump. Come <laughs> to save the day. He's made relevant again. He picks up Stacy. Test comes in. What are you doing with my girl? Steiner. Uh, just kind of looks at him. Looks at his missus like, you don't need to see, but he's like, I'm going to have rape a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Test goes, what are you doing with that loser? Test, I fucking agree. Stay with Test. He's the man. Let him bang Tory. Stay with Test and sell them testicle t-shirts. to know what's going on here. You okay, baby? What are you doing with that loser, huh? Huh? Up next, it is our SmackDown WWE title match. As a new champion coming out of WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar, and because Kurt Angle's fucked, he's got nobody to fight against. So what does Stephanie McMahon do? She comes out and says we're going to have a tournament to decide the new number one contender to fight Brock Lesnar at Backlash. Um, let's talk the brackets. Eight-man tournament, we've got Mysterio versus Taker, Cena versus Eddie, Benoit versus A-Train, Rhino versus Big Show. Opening four matches. I quite like Cena and Eddie. I think I, that was probably the best match of them all. Uh, Mysterio and Taker. What helped Mysterio was the rub at the end. It was the Jeff Hardy handshake rub. But like I said in the episode, we know how that works out for fucking Jeff Hardy. Uh, Benoit A-Train, I didn't get A-Train in, in the tournament. And Rhino Big Show... It, that kind of shows the lack of strength and depth that SmackDown has in its singles. Mm. I think if Edge was still around. We've got no Edge, we've got no Angle. If Edge was still around, Edge would have been definitely, Edge would have been Rhino's place because Edge would have teamed with Benoit and there would have been no Rhino-Benoit team at WrestleMania. That's what I believe anyway. But remember, Rebellion main event. Rebellion main event as well. So I'm saying with Edge. Getting, if Edge was around, they probably would have rehashed would it. They, do you reckon if Edge was around, he probably would have Edge would have been, this is his spot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. to have a chance, I, yeah. I still think it would have been Benoit. Maybe, I, I don't understand why Benoit, it wasn't Benoit. I don't, I don't get that. I, I still don't get that. Um, obviously, Taker won, Cena won, Benoit won, Rhino won. Take, uh, Cena beat Taker, Benoit beat Rhino, Cena beat Benoit. Um, John Cena, he's not been around that long. We, he's, we saw his debut pay-per-view match at Vengeance. Against Jericho, we've seen the rise of the Master of Thugonomics. He's now getting his first crack at the big time. He's, well, he's, it, he's, this is... Third pay-per-view match. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Well, are you classing the Rumble as that as a pay-per-view match? No. Because he had a Rumble appearance, didn't he? He was in the Rumble. Vengeance. Yep. Rebellion. Yep. In a shitty mixed tag match. And now this. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, the WWE Championship is on the line. The champion Brock Lesnar, the challenger John Cena. Holding up, holding opportunity for Cena. It's going to be a hell of a matchup. Lesnar, Cena, a matchup built on respect. I'd like to take this time to say thank you to Brock. Shattered my knee on TV. Now I can't walk. It's official. 
I got crippled by the meathead. But Brock, you left me breathing when you should have left me for dead. I'll break you down. Watch you drown and not throw a rope. This is jail, Brock. We inmates. You just dropped the soap. Who will be Brock Lesnar's next opponent for the WWE Championship? Well, we're going to let the SmackDown superstars fight it out. John Cena's a name you'll remember. I'm here for one reason. My target's Brock Lesnar. Who will be Eddie Guerrero? John Cena! John Cena! Big up to John Cena! Who beat The Undertaker? The last ride is on the way! Palumbo from the FBI! There's and the body, the oh. Undertaker, Cena advances. The Doctor of Thugonomics. Who be the rabid Wolverine, Chris Benoit? Cena got it. John Cena. Cena's beat Lesnar at Backlash. John Cena's a name you'll remember. John Cena is bigger than Brock Lesnar. Here comes the pain. Brock Lesnar, the youngest champion in WWE history. The mental and physical prowess of this man, Brock Lesnar. Surviving a possibly career-ending maneuver at WrestleMania. This man is a freak. He's damn near subhuman. It's all bad now. You done messed up now. Disrespecting the wrong hood. You want to talk about pain? You want to talk about here comes the pain? For Brock tonight, here comes the real pain. John Cena has shown no respect for the champion tonight. Will John Cena show Brock Lesnar respect Sunday at Backlash? Will we crown a new champion Sunday? Will that new champion's name be John Cena? Word life. He's been pushed very quickly, but I think they're just testing him. I think this is it. Yeah, yeah this is testing, testing the water. Because they can. Because they can. Because Angle's not around. They think, all right, we've got this John Cena guy. He's he's been on a bit of a roll. He's impressing us. Let's just give him a title shot. It's not he, obviously we're not going to let him win, but let's just see what he can do. Yeah, no, I I totally totally agree. It's in his home state. Yeah, and I love the raps. The raps is doing. Speaking of the raps, <laughs> we get a video package. It's not, it did sound a bit. Uh, it did sound a bit sore throat like Enzo at TLC. Yeah. 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 I, 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 really I, I, yeah, I got that. It I got really that. Awesome with a voice. Really great on me. Did you see the video package though of Cena about how Brock crippled him and he's back to take event, take vengeance? And now in his fully best Marky Mark stylings, he went to say the following: "I'd like to take this time to say thank you, Brock. Shattered my knee. Now I can't walk." That doesn't rhyme straight away. You can't walk. You can't rhyme. And I keep saying this. It sounds good. Right, when Eminem does it, because Eminem can get away with that. Cena just rhymed walk and brock. Uh, it's official. So he didn't I, say walk as in walk? No, he said walk, yeah. I can't walk. I'd have just said walk. Yeah. Uh, it's official. I got crippled by the meathead. But Brock, you left me breathing when you should have left me dead. Quite like that. I'll break you down, watch your ground, and throw no rope. This is jail, Brock. We're inmates. You just dropped the soap. Ah, oh, I love it. What is Mr. Cena there trying to insinuate that uh, you're about to get? They're about. You're going to get bombs. Uh, and then he comes out and you get a Cena promo he's walking down to the ring. Um, he's referencing various 
ex-WWE champions. Uh, he says, the list of champions now includes me, bro. Um, and he goes on to say, I had a couple, I picked a couple out that I liked. Um, I lost my mind like mankind pulling socks from his ass crack. I'm straight, your dude love. So get off that cactus, Jack. Quite like oh, that. That yeah. was a lovely play on all the gimmicks. I'll take your varsity letters and all your medals and leave you mangled and hurt. I'll attack you from from all angles. You can call me Kurt. I like that one as well. I'm wearing a Yankees jersey because Massachusetts makes me sick. And if y'all don't like it, y'all can all suck my dick. <laughs> Pyro fucking City is finally here! It's what I thought was at Mania! It's finally here! Brock makes his entrance! Poof! Yeah. Yes! This ring. is the Brock entrance! It's still odd though when he comes out before he even gets to the ring and he's just jumping around and goes, ah, and there's no entrance, there's no. Yeah, I wanna see it when he goes, he's. Yeah, yeah I wanna see it there. I wanna see it there. Um, see, now we start off the match with elbows in the corner onto Brock. Oh, uh, some mean elbows! John Cena's a tire. John, comes, John Cena's haircut. John, John Cena 2017 has been watching John Cena 2003. Cena, when he comes out, he looks like uh, Craig David. <laughs> you know, with his little, with his little beanie hat on. I, I, with his ears popping out. Yeah, I instantly thought of Craig David. You don't know who he is if you listen to America. I don't know if, I don't know if he made it that big in America, but Google Craig Google David. Google him. Fucking seven days is quite a tune. Yeah. Quite, quite a tune. Uh, Brock takes advantage and hits his backbreakers and fall away slam combo. But it's Brack Baker, Brack Baker, follow a slam, which is good show of his power and his strength. Uh, Lesnar, with a, <laughs> Lesnar with a suplex and Michael Cole comments, and another suplex! It's like, God, it's SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to win a SummerSlam. Uh, Brock works over with a chokehold uh, and kicks in the corner. Um, Brock, uh, with an absolute mean-looking clothesline that takes Cena over the rope. Uh, then Brock drives Cena into the announcer's table back first. I thought that was going to tickle in the morning. Yeah. When people get driven into the announcer's table and you get the corner of the table, I know it's fake wood, but it's you're still hitting a fucking dead point in your spine of your back. That's got to hurt. Uh, Brock keeps breaking the count, which is fair play. Right? People always... Brock Lesnar gets a lot of gr a gump for not being a wrestling fan. But I don't know if that was just... I don't know if things are planned out that precise, where if the ref's counting, make sure you break the count and stuff. Sometimes they don't happen. Sometimes you see the ref get to about six. And the ref will come outside and go, Guys, stop it. Stop it. Get back in. Then they'll go back in the and they'll go, One! And start again. Brock actually kept breaking the count so he could carry on his attack outside. Fucking loved it. Fucking ring technician the, that is um, Brock Lesnar. The, uh, sorry, I've just go off side note here, but Cena's shoes. Hmm. Are they Adidas? Are they actually Adidas trainers? I think so. Is and that, if no, so, I think why? So. How? I, I, I don't know. I Yes, and I don't know. Is he, sponsor, is he sponsored? Do we got sponsorship with Adidas? I want to know if anyone knows. I want to know. Because, because when the rock. It goes used... on. Yeah, it goes on. He gets red pair, blue pair, green pair. It goes on. He wears a lot of sports branded sneakers, if you want to be all American. Yeah, he's got to be like sponsored by someone. I just want to. Because I can remember when the rock used to wear his trackies and he never used to have three. He used to have like four stripes because of like sponsorship and, you know, trademark, blah, blah, blah. So I want to know. Might just be product placement. It might just be product placement. From Adidas. Hmm. Yeah. It could just be a sponsor. It could just be buy our shit. But instead of... It's like CM Punk sponsored by Pepsi. So is, is John well, Cena... Well, he's not is, really. He's got a Pepsi tattoo. Is yeah. this, at this point in his career, is John Cena sponsored by Adidas? I want to know. Uh, Cena, he reverses an Irish whip and uh, Brock goes into the steel steps. Constant focus on Brock's injury. Now, if you're not familiar with Brock's injury, on the SmackDown 4, John Cena made Brock bleed. 
So guess what happens when Brock gets flown into them steps? Like a good one. <laughs> like a fucking good one. But the original blood loss was not bad. But a bit later on, Michael Cole, uh, Michael Cole, a bit later on, John Cena has got Brock Lesnar in like a chokehold. And he's not pissing blood to the rate that I want him to piss. Yeah. It trickles out his wrinkles and that. Like, not impressed. I didn't like it. Michael Cole comments that if Brock, the more blood that Brock loses, the weaker he's going to get. How fucking long does Michael Cole think this match is going to last? <laughs> it's trickling out his forehead. I'm sure he'll be okay to hit his power moves. Uh, Cena, he drives Brock uh, off the ring post and rolls him up for a two count. Brock with a choke on Cena, as I said, it felt like an... Well, not only did it feel like an hour... I was more focused on just his blood, waiting for it to pour. Come on, it's got to be in there somewhere. Turn the tap on Ric Flair's at the back going, nope, he's coming back for another year. <laughs> he's, not, he's not fucking, he's not passing this university yet. Cena goes for a shoulder block onto Brock and Lesnar catches him into uh, a sweep, a uh, clothesline move, which was one of my favourite moves on SmackDown. One of the SmackDown, maybe he's here comes to pain, where he puts his leg uh, over the back of your legs and just takes you down to the floor. I think it, do they call it like a urinagi or something? Bray Wyatt does it, but he lifts them off the floor and drops them down. Yeah, it's like a rock yeah. bottom-esque yeah. style urinagi. move. Yeah, uh, love it. When I used to always use that on uh, on SmackDown. Great move. That was uh, Vampiro used to use that move. Oh, did he? Yeah, Vampiro. Fucking WCW over here. <laughs> uh, we get a sloppy moment where it's like they both don't quite know what's going on. It finally like, ends with a power slam for two. It's like they go into one corner, and then they go into another corner, and they're not sure. But then the spot finally kind of happens where Cena hits a low blow after The Rock gets in Lesnar's way. So if, if you look at it, you've got Lesnar throws Cena into a corner and then Cena throws Lesnar into a corner. And then we get a power slam. And then Cena throws Lesnar into a corner and by that time the ref has positioned himself so Lesnar has to stop himself to allow Cena to hit the low blow. Now, was that just 30 seconds of them getting into place with the referee not in the right place? Or was that how he was supposed to come across and I was just looking into it too much? I think that was just green Cena. Yeah. Maybe Green Cena. Brock Lesnar at this point. See, this is my issue that we've got Green Brock. Nah, not really. What do you mean not really? He's been around for like fucking a year. Yeah, but he's not as green as Cena. Nowhere near. He's bloody WWE champion. No, I'm, yeah, but it's you, you, you're looking at someone that's been around for a year against someone that's been around for... Well, I say a year. It's probably a well, year and a bit longer, isn't it? They're both around the same time. Yeah. If you want to get technical... Brock Lesnar is a former wrestling All-American, blah, 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 blah. And uh, John Cena... If you want to get technical, John, John Cena, Cena is a former member of the US Marine Corps. Did you not see the Marine? It, John Cena is a, former, the Marine, is a former bodybuilder that went to the WWE wrestler and made a really good go of it. Brock Lesnar is way more way more better wrestler than John Cena. Who would you rather wake up for in a, in a morning, Sable or Nikki Bella? Nikki Bella? Where's that from? I don't know. They're both tramp, a bit trampy for me. Nicky Bella's It's the fake, it's the fake titties. And I'm not, I'm all natural. I'd rather have fucking Brie with her little fucking smatters on her ironing board. <laughs> yeah, Brie's not, but Nicky's got a better ass. Uh, is that as plastic as a tits? It's one of them questions you have to ask about all women. Women have got plastic eyebrows, right? You can't trust a thing on a woman these days. Do you know that women are bleaching uh, bleaching their arseholes now for like, uh, not bleaching They've their arseholes. They've always bleached their arseholes, But plastic. They're getting plastic arseholes. Yeah, because everyone wants the perfect Kim K, but I think it looks mad. A plastic arsehole, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that, like, maybe, like, your husband's, are, like, you know, husband's going away with a missus. He's going disgusting again. Like, yeah. women, like, they, they get plastic surgery for better self esteem, yeah? Yeah. So maybe the husband's at home and thinking, you, you know what? <laughs> the, the husband's at home doing his wife, just doing her from behind, and then all of a sudden, you know what, love? You know what would look better on you? 
A plastic arsehole. A plastic arsehole. Oh, reckon you can have it like fucking tailored though? Like like a Cheerio. No, I mean more like you can have leopard print on it and that. Like when Enzo Amore's got a bird, <laughs> it can slide in like this leopard print arsehole fucking like cover. But in the right mind goes, go, I'm just gonna go to the hospital and I'm gonna get a plastic arsehole. How how does that even work? I don't know. Anyway, we've fucking digressed here. Um, the finish of the match comes when John Cena he goes with his chain. Um, but it looks like he's going to hit the ref. It's really weird. Because if the ref yeah, wasn't right, there right. and he was going to hit Brock, you're coming from a big fucking distance. Uh, ref stops him. Brock gets him up. F5. 1, 2, 3. And still, your WWE champion. Here comes the pain. Taz gets his line in. Brock Lesnar. Cena, look at this. Cena's got that, that steel chain. Cena knows how to wrap that bad boy around his hand. Yeah, he opened up the Lesnar oh, yeah. chain last week. He was on SmackDown. Look for Haymaker with that steel on his fist. And referee Brian oh. Hebner doing his job. Yeah, good job by Hebner. Look out! Oh, boy! Here comes the pain, Cole! Here comes the pain! Five connects! Can Lesnar take advantage? And Brock can cover Cena. Brock, I think, will retain the championship. Here's the cover. My thoughts are great match. I, I enjoyed the match. It was a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah, but I would say now, fast forward to 2012, the roles have completely reversed. If you watch yeah. that match of Extreme Rules between Brock Lesnar and John Cena, John Cena is Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar is John Cena. Mm. Yeah, no, that, that's a fucking, yeah, very good comparison. I'd probably agree. So, with that. and. Re- and keep this in mind as well that is the only time Brock Lesnar and John Cena ha- wrestled a match I'm pretty sure of it uh, before yeah. Brock Lesnar came back in 2012 so that's the only match that they could probably think oh you know I remember back in 2003 let's do the same thing but obviously sure, you're the they had a match on SmackDown where Brock this is before you're, you're the face now I'm the heel let's just do what we do I'm sure they history. may have some form of interaction on SmackDown's leading well Survivor Series so maybe maybe that's me uh, but it was very for me. It was very reminiscent. It was just complete. The roles are completely reversed. You had the blood. You had the chain. It was like Extreme Rules 2012. Okay, I'd, I'd agree there. I'd agree there. Up next, it is time for the click. Booker T, Jericho, Flair, Six Man Mayhem. Well, King, now it's time to see if Unity will reign tonight. The Six Man Battle is here. Oh, I can't wait. What, what a night this has been, and it's about to get even better and bigger, if you can believe that. Well, how did we get to tonight? It all started with Kevin Nash made a stunning return. Shawn Michaels handcuffed to the top rope. What? Oh, my God! It's Kevin Nash! What's he doing here? He is walking with a purpose. Look at those faces, look at those looks. These two used to be best of 
If you go with Sean, then you become part of the world that I am against. Hasn't Raw been a fucked up weird place since WrestleMania? Let me take you back. The feud began on the March 31st episode of Raw in a backstage segment where Booker T was being medically attended to following his title match with Triple H. As Flair came into the scene to confront and talk Booker, later that night Jericho cut a promo where he complained that he should have won his match against Michaels. After the promo, Booker T defeated Jericho via disqualification after Ric Flair interfered in the match and attacked Booker T. And then Triple H came down to the ring where he, Jericho and Flair attacked Booker T simultaneously. The attack caused Michaels to come down to the ring to help Booker T to no avail as Jericho locked Michaels in the walls of Jericho and Triple H locks Booker T in an Indian deathlock. I don't understand why he's not trying to put this move, move over more. We spoke about this in WrestleMania. The following week on Raw, uh, Nash he entered the feud during the main event tag team match between the team of Triple H and Jericho against Michaels and Booker T. After Booker T had pinned Triple H to earn victory for his team, Flair came out to the ring and attacked Booker T, followed by Jericho attacking Michaels with a chair. The attack led to the return of Nash, who had been sidelined with an injury because his quads are made out of polystyrene, uh, who attacked Jericho and Flair. After the turn of events, uh, Triple H prepared to hit Nash with a sledgehammer, only to retreat the ring soon afterwards. The week later, Nash said that he wanted Sean and Hunter to be friends again, only for Triple H to tell him that they should side together. Only for Triple H to tell him that they should side together after Sean turned on Nash in 94. Triple H and Flair then fought against Booker and the Hurricane and lost thanks to Shawn Michaels. Jericho then attacked Shawn and Nash came to the rescue but accidentally hit Booker with the sledgehammer. The feud intensified during the week before Backlash, during a main event where Booker T going up against Triple H for the title with Michaels as special guest referee. During the match, Michaels superkicked Triple H resulting in Flair and Jericho coming to the ring and attacking Michaels and Booker. Nash then came to the ring where he dispersed of Jericho and Flair. He also helped Triple H and Michaels back to their feet only to receive a low blow by Triple H. Obviously because he helped Michaels. So that's Triple H basically saying, stick with him and he's going to fuck you over again. Come with me, we can rule this place. Because you won't make up your decision, he says, I made the decision for you. Now would you like to hear some news about the return of Big Daddy Cool and where it all came from? Uh, yes, please. Um... <laughs> no, I don't. Fuck off. <laughs> Kevin, that sucks. Um, basically, about a week or two before... Big Sexy's return. Big Daddy Cold Diesel was the way forward. That was that was the he was coming back as Big Daddy Cold Diesel. 
and uh, on one of the brilliant dirt sheets uh, from back in the day. Many feel that Diesel will return this Monday on Raw during the Triple H Book T versus Jericho, uh, sorry, versus the HBK Book T Triple H Jericho tag match. Diesel was supposed to return last week, but was held off since many felt his return would be overshadowed by the debut of Goldust. Then what? just a couple of days later, you may have noticed that Kevin Nash came back last night under his own name. Despite having Diesel's theme music, originally Nash was supposed to reprise his role as Diesel, but the idea has been scrapped for now since the story of this return to the gimmick was leaked on the internet several weeks ago. Vince McMahon has been, become extremely sensitive. What leaks out onto the internet, he must be fucked off then in 2017. Um, Nash uh, may assume the Diesel gimmick sometime down the road, but for now, it looks like he'll just simply be Kevin Nash. What would you prefer? Diesel. 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 Diesel every Absolutely. day of the week. The gimmick. Every day, I live for the every gimmick. Every day of the week. Well, we weren't happy until 2011, was it? Yeah. Rumble? Yeah, Rumble, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coffee Kingston looked like he just shit a brick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a video package then highlighting Big Sets' return and Nash's choice. Go with Sean. He might steal the spotlight. Go with Triple H. You can rule the world. Um, HBK trunks are back full stop, it looks like. We had them at Mania. We've got them again. He looks like he's dressed like it's 1997. Yeah, and he looks bit. good. He's what the fuck is it with Booker T and fucking Kevin Nash's music? Uh, I don't know. Well, when I listen to uh, like Booker T's theme music, uh, it sounds like his theme music, but it's not his theme music, and it's like really tinned. It's I don't like, know if that makes sense. It sounds it's, like it's reversed. Yeah, it's like his music, but like through a Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah like, like eight bit. Yeah, like eight, eight bit, like an eight bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. And with and with Diesel's music, uh, obviously, like we've spoke about, it was talked about for the weeks coming in that it was actually going to be Diesel making his return and not Nash. But then it's Nash. But it sounds like they, they're still keeping him with Diesel's music. So it sounds very Diesel-esque than it is more Kevin Nash. But where do we go from here? With with do we give Kevin Nash? Because obviously in WCW, it was only ever known for really the NWO and then like the Wolfpack music. In WWE, he's always just had Diesel music. Well, does Kevin what, Nash what, need some new, like I don't know, farty trumpety new music? Well, the the one thing I noticed is they they right okay. I don't know if anybody else spotted this, but when when Kevin Kevin Nash debuted, uh, well, when he made his return, he had really uh, darkish hair, like Diesel coloured hair. Um, and then slowly, as they progress towards backlash, his hair is miraculously like it's just gone blonde. blonde. It's gone blonde. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that was maybe the like the biggest giveaway that we're not going to be Diesel for a bit. But, like <laughs> if you look, remember back in like 2002 when he made his first return to from like once they bought WCW, he had grey hair when he was running with the NWO. Well, it was black for a bit, and then it just went grey. Uh, and as we see, obviously going forward, he's going to be going away filming films and he has to cut his hair for it so uh spoiler alert we might be having a hair versus hair match in some time in the near distant future can't wait you know what like when that actually happened i had no i, I now that i'm older i now realize why i actually had it done yeah like, no back then I, it didn't make sense to me obviously me being the biggest diesel fucking mark in the world uh, it didn't make any sense. I was like, hang on, you're taking away his superpowers. He's not going to be able to del deliver his Kevin Nash four moves of doom. Anyway, let's go on to the match then. So it is the six man. It is the returning Big Daddy Cool Diesel teaming with 
the HPK himself, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, and Booker T. In a bit of a weird NWO combination, if you think that back before the quad and everything, Shawn Michaels kicked Booker T out of the NWO, but it's wrestling and we forget about that because that was last year. It's like a, it's like a fucking football season, isn't it? The more it moves on in that season, people forget about the season before. It's five-week thing. Going up against Evolution minus Randy Orton minus Batista. <laughs> throwing a touch of Chris Jericho. Now, as we've seen the build-up, obviously, as we've discussed in this uh, in this match, who, right, I, I'm still unsure myself of where you've gone off from Mania where you had Booker T should have gone over. We discussed it in length. Obviously, it circulates around this feud is the family affair of the clique. Um, why add A, Jericho in there and Booker T and add them purely as bit part players? Uh, Jericho, I, I, to be honest, I mean, if, if they did look to backlash a little bit better and, you know, just sorted their, their card out, they could easily have had maybe Chris Jericho versus HBK, a rematch, and maybe yeah. had like Kevin Nash against Triple H in the main event. Uh, Booker T and Ric Flair, to me... Pre-show. Not even on the pre-show. They don't really have a place, to be honest. Not even Scott Steiner level. I wasn't that much into it. I think think the problem was the focus and the build-up was so focused on uh, the love affair of Kevin Nash just wanting everybody to get along. Um, As I said, Booker T, Jericho, everybody else involved, Flair, they were just all bit-part players. And they could have been... It it felt to me like a build-up for a WWE... Monday Night Raw 2017 main event where you've got all these individual guys that are in individual storylines and all get bundled together for a six-man. But this is on a pay-per-view. And this is quite talent-heavy, talent to be fair. You've, if you go back to Mania, you had HBK and fucking Jericho. That had an amazing match. And granted, these two have a bit of a ding-dong in this, but I don't know. It just feel like a bit flat going off quite very good matches, to be fair. A Booker T Triple H, granted, it didn't have the outcome that we all wanted, but it wasn't the worst of matches. Backlash is meant to be the backlash from WrestleMania, though. We are correct in, in yeah. that way. It's meant to be. I believe that's, 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 that's the official. That's the official name of why they use it. Yeah. So where's where's the backlash? Like where is the backlash? Where's the spoon on the water? Yeah. Where is the knife and the fork? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to like. Be punny. Well, that work. <laughs> anyway, so start of the match, it's Diesel and Triple H, but Triple H bottles it and tags in Jericho. So then Diesel tags in HBK. Uh, Jericho and Sean, they trade punches in the corner to start. Um, Jerry Lawler pipes in. Has anyone checked on Rey Mysterio? The coach, as I said, he's trying to be nice to everybody all night. Uh, but then he chipes in as fast as he can. I think we might get an update later and then get straight back to the match. It's like, yeah, we don't give a fuck about Rey Mysterio anymore. All the different shows. Yeah, like I said, he's on SmackDown, isn't he? Why would Plus, they... they should be calling the in-ring action. But let's yeah, be fair. Let's, right, let's be fair. I'm going to side with, like, Rey Mysterio at this point. The kid got through like a fucking baseball bat into ring first. Everybody should be... With how the commentators were talking about it, everyone should be a little bit concerned. Yeah, but the different shows. Mm-hmm. Commentators don't focus what's going on in-ring. Well, yeah, suppose, suppose. We get a dropkick attempt, it turned into a Walls of Jericho, but Shawn Michaels powers out. He then tags in Big Daddy Cole, who hits his trademark three elbows. Jericho then to the outside, 
A shot to Ric Flair. He dares Triple H to come in, but Triple H is not ready yet to face the power of Big Sexy. Um, Jericho, he skins the cat, but Nash catches him with a big boot. And in comes Booker T. Um, Booker T hits Hardcore Holly's finisher for a two on Y2J. Is it, was it, um, I wanted to, I want, I was struggling. It was always a move that I used on SmackDown, but I couldn't remember it. Where Alabama, it? Alabama Slam. Alabama Slam, that's the one. Jericho, he finally tags out, and here comes Triple H. Spinning heel kick by Booker for the two count. Uh, Triple H hits his usual knee strike counter to take over. And he hits a lovely spine buster. Triple H's spine busters are getting better and better. He seems to be like Ric Flair, his influence, because obviously Flair working with Arn Anderson for so long. It's rubbing off. And these spine busters that Triple H are hitting at the minute, wow, I'm loving them every minute of them. He's burying people with his spine busters. Triple H, he gets an atomic drop for his troubles by Shawn Michaels as Shawn Michaels hits Flair and then does his little nip up. Switching music to Flair, but Triple H with a pedigree to Shawn Michaels and then he slides out. Jericho comes in, come on Michaels, as loud as he can. I always love and enjoy every single Jericho vocal moment. He works over Shawn Michaels and then he pulls Shawn Michaels' pose. I want this storyline to continue forever. I want Shawn Michaels and Jericho to have a one-on-one Iron Man match at the next pay-per-view. Triple H, he comes back in, uh, and it seems like Shawn Michaels is now fodder for the uh, big, sexy hot tag. Uh, Triple H with a generic knee shot number two, where he runs at the minute, him in the knee and the head. Uh, Flair then comes in, it's a couple of chops, figure four attempts, but then he's rolled up. Jericho back in, back suplex, and then he shouts at the top of his lungs, I'm the king of the world! Shawn Michaels finally farts out of a rest hold, but it's short-lived as a knee to the gut takes him out again. Uh, Triple H back in, and Flair distracts the ref as Triple H wraps Shawn Michaels' knee around the post. Quick tags between all three as they carry on to work over Michaels' knee. Flair and Michaels then trade shots. Michaels hits an Inziguri. Both men trade shots as both fall to the mat. But Michaels gets on top, but only managed to get a two-count. And then here comes Big Sexy. Elbows times three again, this time to Ric Flair. Everybody receives a body slam. Clothesline to Flair sends him outside. This is the pinnacle diesel Kevin Nash moves. <laughs> Big boot to Jericho. Snake eyes to Triple H. Sidewalk slam. The whole fucking repertoire is out tonight, baby. Ric Flair then turns, hits chops. But do they work? Do they fuck? Booker then gets behind to knock him out. WCW, WCW. The crowd go wild. Snake eyes, but then it's reversed on Jericho. A bulldog attempt, but he's reversed. Triple H goes for the pedigree. Kevin Nash goes for the jackknife, but Jericho out of nowhere with a drop kick. Booker T then with the axe kick to Jericho, and Flair takes a kick to the face. Spinner only by Booker T, because you're in the middle of the ring. Everyone's laid out. Fucking why not? Then he misses, <laughs> a kick. he misses a kick to Jericho, and both end up outside. Flair and Shawn Michaels get on it as uh, in the ring, as Nash and Triple H get on it in the aisleway. Uh, flare up to the top for the move that never, ever works. Uh, Shawn Michaels then tunes up the band. Jericho hits a bulldog. Flair locks in the figure four. But neither's the legal man. Jericho screams as loud as he can. Break his legs! Uh, Jericho then with a lion salt while still in, while Shawn Michaels is still in the figure four. Um, coach, he's getting kind of turned on when Nash gets sets up the announce table. Ooh, baby! Ooh, baby! As Nash starts moving the top of the announce table. Uh, Nash goes for a powerbomb, but realises Shawn Michaels needs saving, and runs in and saves the day. Snake eyes this time to Jericho. Goes for the powerbomb, but Flair stops it. It's like a choke on Flair. It was like real weird positioning. Um, I don't know if you know, it was like the ref. He kind of played along with it, and Flair like got tossed outside. 
It was like they all kind of bummed up, bumbled and mumbled. It was like for five seconds, Kevin Nash forgot where he was. <laughs> and everything was going so well. Everything was going so well. Um, the game is feeling sledgy, and out comes a sledgehammer. We get a jackknife to Jericho. Triple H with a sledgehammer shot to Nash. Here comes the ref. One, two, three. The cheapest of wins. Where Kevin Nash was looking so strong. My God, right. You know me, I'm the diesel mark of all diesel marks. But my God, you're putting over a man that not only like a year ago busted his legs trying to get a tag. This thing has spun. I told you this could be a train wreck. It's a train wreck that somehow is still on the track. Oh, no. He's his comeback match as well. This is his like re-debuting match, yeah. and you know I would have I would have expected nothing more than for Kevin Nash to have been on the winning team there. I don't. That's just I don't know if that's politics or that's just because it's Triple H and he's just the man at the time. Because it's Alan. Well, I yeah. think that's the thing. I think Uncle Paul. He's um he's got his fingers in certain pies, and he let's say hi Stephanie, um, <laughs> but he's. He's his boys. Remember back in the day with the click, what they wanted to do, they got done. And that, I suppose that's never changed. Um, but seriously, though, what, what was the point in Kevin Ash actually coming back? Like, jumping that time machine, what was the point in him coming back? Because as far as I'm aware, the only reason he came back was just to put everybody over. He didn't... Yeah, he, he didn't... He, I mean, when he, said, when he came back from his injury, you know, Woods didn't, there was nothing in his contract to say, you know... I want a, a heavyweight championship run at some point. Right, think about it this way. Um, I can, from what I remember at the time and from what I've researched through doing the last few episodes, um, Triple H wanted Nash straight away, but Vince was not willing to pay the contract. That was why your Goldbergs took 12 months. That's why your Rey Mysterios took 12 months. Uh, because some of the contracts were ridiculously high. I think yeah. Kevin Nash has always been once. Because if you rem- remember back, right, Vince did not want Kevin Nash to leave. And Nash was like, look, match what they're paying, I'll stay. And he was like, we can't. We've just not got the money. This was 1995 and you had fucking policemen and mounties and fucking cattle herders and all sorts of fucking gimmicks and space aliens. And, do you know what I mean? WWF at the time was a weird fucking ass place in 1995. Um, and they were offering stupid money. And Do you know what I mean? I, I, I bet Vince was good, especially how big they managed to get with National Hall by just using them as National Hall and here's some microphones, go out there and have a laugh. You know what's really weird? Just going on a sidetrack, but all the guys that actually stayed in the WWF 
at the time. Like, surely it's a money game. Oh, well, oh yeah. Well, well. If you think, so why, why were people like the Undertaker, or why were people like Shawn uh, Michaels? But there was why loads. They, if you think of how many, if you think of how many really were in the new generation era, and then still appeared within the Attitude era, like Billy Gunn. Like Billy Gunn was part of the fucking Cowboys. Him and his brother that looked fuck all like each other when they were smoking guns. And obviously Billy stuck around, he got rid of the smoking guns, and then he got paired with um, Honky Tonk Man when he'd rack a Billy. Uh, and then he gets, he, he gets with DX and arguably one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest tag teams ever in the New Age Outlaws. Uh, and then he goes on to have a decent ish run of, with Mr. Ass, let's forget King of the Ring and having his face smashed into that big bird's ass at SummerSlam with The Rock. But and then he gets Billy and Chuck, and so he sticks around for Joey. So the the new generation, they must have can't. I honestly believe it's Vince. I, Vince could sell fucking ice to Eskimos. I don't know. It just seems a bit weird, like because there's people on that roster that are, in my opinion, well, surely better than Kevin Nash on that roster at that time. That were better in ring. You know. I can think of one who was left off the pay per view. That what? Ben. What in two thousand three? No, I'm on about back in the day when it was like new gen. That was the thing. They like Nash. Nash tried to get Michaels all time. Apparently, from what I remember reading at the time, there was once where Michaels was very close. Um, obviously, they always wanted Hart, and Hart was just in some long ass contract, and then Vince signed him to another long ass contract, and then Vince went, "Sorry, we can't honour it because all this money we offered you, we've not got." So he went, "Go and see if that offer from WCW is still on cards." But anyway. Are you time for our main event, Christian? I know this is one that you have been looking forward to all fucking night. Absolutely, 100%. Right, so, ladies and gentlemen, Dave is an absolute mark for the, Diesel or Kevin Nash. No, 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 no. I cannot stand Kevin Nash. I'm a Diesel mark. There's a difference. Dave is a Diesel mark, and I would say that, Mike, you're a Diesel mark. He loves, he loves a bit of the old Kevin Nash. But me... I am 100% pure baldness. I am a Goldberg mark. I love the beast Goldberg. And the reason why I love Goldberg and why I loved him... I still because he was to Kevin Nash. Because Goldberg is everything to me that defines a professional wrestler. Fuck off! I got it the wrong way around, okay? He's everything that defines a superstar. Is that okay. better? Okay. I kind of okay. get that, yeah. I agree. He had, agree. he had the entrance. He had the smoke. He breathed <laughs> fire. His he entrance was a massive, <laughs> Im impactful player in the ring, doing all these big, high, high impact maneuvers. A spear, a jackhammer, military presses, and he'd finish the match within three minutes, and he'd send the crowd home happy. I don't know. This Goldberg, for me, does he didn't seem to have the intensity that I remembered from his WCW days. It seemed off. I'll be honest with well, you. Is that because he's? Is that because he's? He's got to be pretty green-ish. Do you know what I mean? He's look. He's, Goldberg, got to be he's not wrestled for ages. Goldberg in the WCW, like I just described, he only had like three-minute matches, six-minute matches. The longest one he had was with Hollywood Hulk Hogan, which was about twelve matches, twelve minutes. Now he goes to WWE, and the first match he has is against The Rock. And it's in like a seven, is it 17 minutes? Something like that. It's a long match for Goldberg. Um, 
and you know I, I explained it earlier in the podcast the aura of Goldberg is completely gone as soon as he you know they get the cameras on him and you can just see Goldberg head butting the door and nobody escorting him to the ring um, and then you know it, they expose all his weak points because he's not really uh, well he's no he's no Neville or no Rey Mysterio he's not he's not a speedy guy he's, he's just all impact he does a couple of moves and then that's it that's that's the Goldberg that we know and, and we love but yeah. then Goldberg has to go against the rock and he just gets exposed and that's just it, I, me as a kid I was heartbroken it's like that's not the Goldberg I know <laughs> so then before we get into the match are you ready for the return it's been a while of CJ versus Mike Oh, yes, definitely. Bring it on. Yeah, bring it on. The Goldberg special. Ah, I should win this. I can guarantee it's going to be so hard for both of you. I've tried to find that, like, some of the hardest... There's a couple of easy ones in there, do you know what I mean? Everyone's got to play along at home, but there's a couple of corkers in there. So, Christian, question one. So, we've got three questions each on the life and times of one big bully, Bill Goldberg. Um, Now... Obviously, we know Goldberg's first name is Bill. Christian, what is Goldberg's middle name? Oh, I have no idea. I'll take a guess and say it's David. The answer is Scott. Oh, Bill Scott Goldberg. B.S. Goldberg. B.S. Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Do you know that should have been... Do you know if Goldberg was in the WWF in 1995, his name would have been B.S. Goldberg. It would have been like a fucking... A sewage worker. And all he did was sweep shit for a living. (laughs) He just sweeped up people's bullshit for a living. B.S. Goldberg. B.S. Goldberg. (laughs) He'd have some cheesy fucking... Like, I don't know... Chopping wood. Like, um, do you remember Steve Regal when he was a man's man? And he was, he's a man, such a man. I reckon he'd have something like that come stomping out with his fucking, I don't know, with his broomstick covered in shit. <laughs> B.S. Goldberg. Book it. Vince Russo would book that shit. Oh, Russo would book it in a day. B.S. Goldberg. What's his finisher? The trust compactor. No, we finished. His finisher would have to be something involving, I don't know, some. I'm not great at the puns, but something involving feces. Leave it to the fans, leave it to the fans. What do you think his finisher should be? Yeah, all right, we'll put that one out there, Rant. So we're creating a new character called B.S. Goldberg. <laughs> gimmick, he works in sewers, shoveling shit all day. <laughs> he needs a finisher. What's, what's his finisher? I'll, I'll start. Tarmac. He'll, he tarmacs people. He tarmacs people? He works in sewer. <laughs> yeah, well, that's when you take a shit on somebody's chest and then smear it in with your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's wrong. I can't, I can't guarantee if that's going to stay in or not. <laughs> yeah, it has right. to. Go on, ask, um, my, ask my. Right, so, Michael. So, Goldberg's first name is Bill. His middle name is Scott. Where was he born? America. Be more specific. I can, I can answer this. Uh, Oklahoma. Be more specific. Tulsa. 1-0, Michael. I remember that because of WCW Mayhem. Christian. 
Goldberg's WCW debut match was against whom? Build them up. Incorrect. What? His debut match in the WCW was against Hugh Morris. Oh, come on. Come on. It's the same guy. Go on. I'll give you the point. I'll give you the point. Thank Thank you. Michael, Goldberg's last WCW match was against whom? Oh. Fuck, I've got no idea. Just take uh, a guess. I, I think I know. I think uh, was it a big name? Yeah, maybe. Depends who you're talking to. It was a tag team match. I'll help you out. Jeff Jarrett or? No. Christian, you said you might know it? I was going to say Bret Hart. No. That's wrong. No. What, the one where they booted him in Ed to end his career? It was the one with the, when they were in the um, desert. Bret Hart was in the desert and he dug Goldberg a grave. Yes, yes. That's what I can remember from the last days. His of last WCW. match in the WCW, he was teaming with his power plant trainer, Dwayne Bruce. And in a tag team affair, they lost a totally buffed the team of Buff Bagwell and Lex Luger, in a tag team no disqualification match after a fan maced Goldberg, enabling Totally Buff to pin him. The storyline was intended to enable Goldberg to have shoulder surgery, but during that time, WCW was sold to the WWF. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. Plan. Learn something new every day. So, it is 1-1 going into the final round. Christian... While wrestling in Japan, which former WWF tag champion did he defeat one-on-one for the W1 promotion? Oh, I'm Scott Steiner. Oh! You are Rick wrong. Steiner. You are wrong. If you've just oh. gone the other Steiner brother. Ah, oh, so close. So close. Would you have got that, Mike? No. No. They got half a point for saying Steiner. <laughs> no, unfortunately okay. not. Michael. He's going to fucking win this now. Goldberg severely injured himself in 2000 in WCW. How? Be you shit wrestler. <laughs> How do you not know this? I didn't really watch WCW, do I? See, this is going back to what I said right at the start of the show, Christian. Not everybody are familiar with one big bully bill. So... Shoulder injury? No, no. When he punched the car. Oh, yeah. When he punched the... He put his fist through the car. Yes. Basically, he was... was, was, This is when he turned heel and he was siding with Russo. Um, He was trying to attack... I believe it was Kevin Nash. And he was punching a, a limousine... And he punched the um, the pretend glass perfectly. And then he tried punching the real glass. He punched it once and bounced off. He punched twice and bounced off. The third time he went straight through, causing severe lacerations to his arm to see Big Bully Bill out for quite a while. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so do I get half point for saying a shit wrestler? Not at all. No. Not at all. So that is It's a draw that, then. It's a draw. Right, so we're going to have to have a tiebreaker then. First one to shout out the answer wins. 
What arena did Bill Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan to win the WCW World Heavyweight title? Uh, Georgia. Name the arena. Georgia Dome. Michael gets the point. Oh, <laughs> come on. The question was name the arena. And, oh, that's, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> nope. Called being opportunists. There you go. Then off he wins again. There you go. Bullshit. You know, you, I think that's the reason we dropped this in the first place, because you kept losing. <laughs> I will win one day. Maybe. So, can't beat King. Let's just roll on to main event. Let's get to it. It is Bill Goldberg making his WWE debut against arguably the biggest guy in the current fucking universe when it comes to wrestling. The Hollywood one himself, the people's champ, even though the people would disagree. The great one, The Rock. interview with Hollywood Rock himself Terry Reynolds, she says there's a lot of people that think Goldberg will beat her The Rock, he turns to Terry and says first of all lemon panties giggle panties, The Rock has done it all, all The Rock hasn't done is make a white baby you smell <laughs> absolutely fucking brilliant What? The Rock is gold oh he's absolutely brilliant, Hollywood Rock is the greatest form of The Rock ever he says, what is, the, what, is The Rock afraid of Goldberg? The Rock ain't afraid of damn nobody. What's The Rock got to be afraid of? What's Goldberg going to do? Booker! <laughs> he says, don't laugh at The Rock. He says, the spear hurt, but how did eight shots to the head feel? Like Godzilla, it's in King Kong. He goes, kick out! Kick out! He's making all these sound effects. As he's uh, discussing, obviously, the build-up to the match where he was kicking the living daylights out of Goldberg with a steel chair. And then he finishes with the line, Goldberg, I ain't next, you're next, you whisker-biscuit, bald-headed bitch. A, whis- a whisker-biscuit? Bis- yeah, what's a whisker-biscuit? Mm. Probably a branded biscuit. Yeah, okay. We should have done our research. 
Brock. Brock. You, 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 you know, you claim to have done it all. There's one thing you haven't done, however, and that is face Bill Goldberg tonight in just a few minutes. And there are a lot of people who think he's going to beat you in just a few minutes. Oh, 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 first and foremost, okay, first and foremost, oh, oh, lemon panties, giggle panties, The Rock has done it all. The Rock, the only thing The Rock hasn't done is make a white baby. Yeah, you smell, hey, hey, and on top of that, well, The Rock says this, The Rock says this, you know, Goldberg, Goldberg, what is The Rock afraid of Goldberg? The Rock ain't afraid of nobody. Why? What's The Rock gonna be afraid of Goldberg about? What's, the, what's Goldberg gonna do? Is that what Goldberg is going to do to The Rock? Don't laugh at The Rock jokes. Is that what Goldberg is going to do? No, no. Tell you what, I tell you what. When Goldberg came in the WWE and he speared The Rock for no reason, no reason. Did it hurt? Oh, you damn right it hurt. It hurt like hell. It still hurts. And The Rock guarantees is going to do all he can to avoid the spear again, okay? But ask Goldberg this. Eight shots to the Chrome Dome last week. How did that feel? That hurt a whole hell of a lot more, right? Right? It, it, it was like King Kong hitting, hitting Godzilla. Cacao! Cacao! You know that? That's the way it was like. Oh, yeah. And The Rock says this. The Rock says this. For those few, few, there's probably a couple who think Goldberg is going to beat The Rock. Is that what they think? Okay, you hear that? You hear that? There's a couple of people who boo The Rock when he said that. Oh yeah, well The Rock says this. Is that what you think? Well The Rock says this. Hey, 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 hey! You can, you can wipe a cockatoo's ass with what you think. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey! It's the only animal The Rock could think of. Goldberg, The Rock ain't next. You're next. You whisker biscuit bald-headed bitch. of one of the biggest stars of the late WCW, Big Bully Bill Goldberg. So the feud began on the March 31st episode of Raw, where The Rock held a segment entitled The Rock Appreciation Night, a segment intended to promote his win against Stone Cold at WrestleMania. Now, during the segment, The Rock discussed the list of people he's beaten in his career, including Steve Austin, wondering who would challenge him next into a match. Goldberg then makes his WWE debut as he came down to the ring, stated that he would be The Rock's next challenger. 
After the confrontation, Goldberg's beard the Rock. The following week on Raw, Goldberg and Rock had another confrontation where Goldberg provoked Rock into answering his challenge. But The Rock refused and The Rock finally accepted Goldberg's challenge on the April the 4th episode via satellite. Now, the week before Backlash, the feud intensified as The Rock had another segment, The Rock Concert 2, which, by the way, was fucking epic again, where he mocked Goldberg with Gilberg, a wrestler whose gimmick was to parody Goldberg. Uh, later into the segment, Goldberg appeared from the audience and entered the ring, only to have The Rock execute a rock bottom on him and then go to town with a steel chair. Uh, WWE.com issued an interview. Uh, they interviewed Goldberg's immediately after his debut. This is how does it feel to be in the WWE? And Goldberg replies, I feel like a kid getting on his bicycle for the first time after 10 years of not riding it. It's totally different experience. I've only known wrestling in WCW. You always have the assumptions of how it's going to be, and it's totally different than me working at WCW. It's totally professional. They've really got their shits together here, and I'm very happy to see it. WWE.com then asks, what about being backstage and meeting some new people and seeing others that you haven't seen in a while? Goldberg answers, it's great. It's terrific to rekindle relationship because it's like me being on a football team. I played football for many, many years. I relish those relationships. To be able to re- reacquaint with those guys is really, really cool. Which made me think, there's quite a few at the minute that have come over from this, that have, like from the invasion. Like Everyone always shits on the invasion that it was crap and they were used a, a load of shit wrestlers. If you think actually who is still here from there, there's fucking loads of the WCW guys knocking about. Yeah. And then yeah, WB- I agree with that. And then WWE.com ask, are you here long term or are you here short term? Or is it too early to say at this point? Goldberg says it's too early to say. There's, so there's no certainty straight away there. He's- well, it's been rumoured that Goldberg signed a one-year contract. Um but not an exclusive contract, as Goldberg is still under contract with Pride in Japan for three more matches. After his deal with Pride expires, it's expected that Goldberg will try and pursue other Japanese contracts as he really likes working there. Now, speaking of Goldberg, according to those dirty, dirty dirt sheets, there's been some reports that Goldberg and Chris Jericho got into a real backstage fight after Raw. The two were involved in a heated conversation about their time spent in WCW, mainly how Goldberg had stated that he didn't want to work with Jericho. Eventually, the talk turned into punches, and the two started brawling and rolling around on the floor. Trainer, apparently, trainers broke the fight up before each could get hurt, but any further development and the dirt sheets will uh, update, as always, and the next day we get said update. The backstage brawl between Goldberg and Jericho was not based on their past differences in WCW, but from hearsay that Jericho heard about what Goldberg said to another wrestler earlier in the evening. Apparently, Goldberg told someone backstage that Jericho needs to learn how to sell better, and the remark was relayed all the way back to Jericho, which sparked the incident. Jericho confronted Goldberg about it, and Goldberg then jumped after Jericho, putting him in a front face lock and keeping him there until they were broken up backstage. But some other backstage sources are saying that Jericho's got all worked up over this situation, and it probably wasn't just another case of Goldberg's short temper, it was more Jericho being a bit of a knob. But that's just one person's opinion on this dirt sheet story that's not only fucking corrected itself, but corrected itself in a 24-hour period. I would agree it's Jericho being a knob. I'm going to I'm gonna put that out there right right there. That is 100% Jericho being a knob because he's also stated on his own podcast that he's been in multiple fights with different superstars backstage. Uh, and I can honestly say that I believe that Chris Jericho is 100% a knob 
backstage. <laughs> he, he believes his own hype, I think. Oh, no, I'd, yeah. I'd agree. I'd you agree. have to. I'd agree. I think oh, Jerry, that's always been the case with Jericho. Like, I think a lot with his music, I've not been, I'm not a Fozzy fan at all. Uh, Mike, I know you're more of the, the rocker out of the three of us. Um, Fozzy's not, for me personally, I don't know how you land on Fozzy, but the, Jericho's always pushed them a lot harder than I think they're worth. They wouldn't be as big as they are if Jericho wasn't a wrestler first. Yeah. That's, that's a, a fucking a million percent agree. A million percent. Now, let's discuss Goldberg's tights. We all know what's going to happen going forward, but this is Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg, uh, we, we're used to seeing him wearing uh, his, his black trunks. And I don't know if you've got any dirt sheets on this, Dave, but I'm presuming the reason why he's wearing black and white pants is because uh, maybe he's a bit self-conscious. I don't know. That's what. That's a little spoiler for you guys. Uh, but when Batista returned back in 2014, the reason why he wasn't wearing pants like he used to was because he was self-conscious. So do you think that Goldberg... So he has a small dick. <laughs> no, I think it's more... <laughs> Because he's 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 more concerned about his arse cheeks, uh, having like a dad arse. I don't know. But do you think though that Goldberg then watched this match back and thought, no, black tights are going. I don't know. I, to me, there was nothing wrong with them. They didn't. They didn't. But that's the real Goldberg, though, isn't it? The black tights in full just black gear. That's Goldberg, not Goldberg we see going forward. Like when he starts going to the half and half trunks. That's when it gets all all fucking types of weird. Yeah, that's news to Castle United. Yeah, it gets all weird. Um, the crowd, they were pretty 50-50 to begin with. Now, Dave, I'm going to have to interrupt here, but the, the crowd for me, they were a bunch of fanboys. It was absolutely disgusting, <laughs> disgusting behaviour. They were all uh, booing Goldberg. Booing, booing the man, Goldberg. Yeah, they were booing he was getting a because bit. W guy. This is the to begin with, at the start, they were Goldberg chants, but again, how much of that is fucking filthy through? I'm sorry, man. It, like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty old school. The face is the face. <laughs> heel, the heel. Yeah, but it's the WCW guy is a heel. This is the rock we're talking about. And we keep talking about how amazing Hollywood rock is. I loved him back then. This is Hollywood rock. One of his gimmicks is don't fucking sing along with a rock, don't cheer the rock. That fucking, everyone knows that if you'd cheer when The Rock's trying to take piss, he gets more angry. That's kind of part of The Rock's heel gimmick in a way. It's, uh, did you see the guy in the 92 shirt? He loses his shit when uh, The Rock slaps uh, Goldberg. He, when The Rock slaps Goldberg, this guy, the camera pans to this guy and he absolutely loses his shit. Because he's a WCW guy and fuck WCW. Exactly. There'll be people that I generally believe in 2003. There'll be people that still believe in kayfabe. So they still believe two years ago, this guy worked for a company that tried to put this company out of business. Granted, he wasn't there, but he's associated with it. I don't see the point in... Uh, I don't see why Goldberg did the rock bottom to the rock either. There was no, uh, That was just cheap. That's, that's a continuing theme, it seems, since we started, that... Something that I don't mind and something that really tickles you is when guys do other guys' finishes. Um, now, did you just notice at the start of the match when they were face-to-face and they were proper chatting shit to each other? What do you think they were saying? Do you think, like, it was one of them where it looks like they're being aggressive but they're actually talking about the match? They're probably yeah. like, do you want to go for a beer later, mate? Later, let's go for a beer. <laughs> 
Don't be punching me too hard. <laughs> not in the face, not in the face, not in the face. <laughs> yeah. This this is going to make me millions out of movies one day. Uh, so the match begins. Uh, Goldberg, he pushes The Rock down. Uh, the, the Rock is like, you're in trouble now, sunshine. Uh, Goldberg, then he tosses The Rock back down again and he sells it like an absolute hero and returns with a slap. But Goldberg then returns with a smile and delivers some shots of his own. Uh, a clothesline rocks to it. A clothesline sends Rock to the outside. Kid in the front row, as loud as he can. You suck, Rock! You suck! Which I thought was brilliant how they picked that up on the microphone. Is That's the, me. That oh, was me. Was that you like, in the audience? Saying, fuck you, Rocky. Um, the booking of Goldberg straight away. Big fucking deal. Uh, the Rock, it looks to be leaving, uh, but regains his composure and gets a shot to Goldberg. Uh, then he, he gets another shot and celebrates like he just won title. Because <laughs> he just got a fucking shot in on Goldberg. Uh, Jerry commentary. Uh, no matter whether, as I said earlier, no matter whether heel or face Rocky, Jerry fucking loves him. Goldberg's not got a chance of getting cheered on by Jerry Lawler through this match. And then, as you said, Goldberg hits the rock bottom to the rock. Goldberg, he goes for the spear and moves, but Goldberg goes straight into the ring post and then straight to the outside. Then the rock back in the ring puts Goldberg into the fucking shit sharpshooter. A chant starts for Goldberg and then the rock fucking mouths to the crowd. Don't chant Goldberg. Goldberg finally breaks out the hold and then the, the rock moves Earl and hits a dick punch to Goldberg. Uh, did you um, did you hear Coach? By the way, he he, he messed up on the uh, commentating. Go on. Uh, instead of saying Goldberg, he said Goldborg. <laughs> that sort that sort of made me chuckle because it sort of that would have made he could have been called Goldborg and it'd still have worked. He says Rock sets up for the rock bottom, but Goldberg with a spear, but with the injured shoulder, and the commentators stress that it's not going to have as much power. Uh, Goldberg with a power slam. Again, though, with the wrong side, stresses Coach. See, Coach is worrying. Goldberg, Goldberg's fucking stressing Coach out. He's worrying about that shoulder. Rock, he blocks Goldberg's attack in the corner and delivers a clothesline that zero effect. Here's the second one that finally takes Goldberg down. But it was more like, like a spear-ish type of clothesline. Um, Rock bottom gets a two count. Uh, Rock with shots to Goldberg and a terrible clothesline uh, where Rock has to sell. Right, Gold, did you notice the clothesline from Goldberg? where the Rock had to proper sell and the crowd noticed straight away and they were not happy. Yeah. It's a bit of a, a shocking clothesline, to be fair. It's just Goldberg style. <laughs> it's just not great all round. Did you uh, did you also notice a bit of the Matrix going off in the, in the match? Uh, as you see, I'm, I'm the guy who knows how to surf the crowd. And there was a guy in the front row. I don't know if it was a guy or a woman. Uh, but it looks like The Rock's future Disney character, Maui. <laughs> There's a guy in the front row who looks just like Maui. We then get a spine buster and a people's elbow for two. Um, we're getting bullshit chant from the crowd. What's bullshit about it? Because they know who's fucking winning, that's why. And then we get a spear out of nowhere. Rock is going, oh my God. It's brilliant how they... Did you, hit, did you hit The Rock? Did you hear the rock? He yeah. said, holy shit. He said, holy shit. Yeah, like it, it fucking hurt. And then we yeah. get Goldberg sucks chance. Uh, coach, the entire crowd is screaming. And then he shuts the fuck up when he realises what the entire crowd is screaming. <laughs> Another spear and a jackhammer. And on his debut for the WWE, Goldberg gets the victory to end Backlash. What'd you do? I don't really. I just call it like I see it. Come on, Rock. And now Goldberg 
still favoring that right shoulder so much. And now Goldberg off the road. And again, oh, a huge spine buster yeah. by the bottom bull. Oh, oh this will do it, Goldberg. And this now, is it. This is it. Are you ready? Okay, lose that right elbow pad. Oh, that, that'll go on eBay. Big money. Here it is, Goldberg. The most electrifying move in sports entertainment today. People's elbow. The people's elbow nails Goldberg. And this one is going to be over. Hook in the leg. One, two, oh, and Goldberg nearly, nearly lost his first match here in the WWE. How close was that? That was too close. Come on, Rock. Keep focused. Don't let that get you down. I think that deep down, both of these men knew how much they would have to give here tonight. But I think both men are going above and beyond. Rock's still got more to give. He's still got more punishment to dish out. He's still got more smack to lay down on Goldberg. As does Goldberg. Never count this fantastic. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, and he fears the rock again. Somehow he musters the energy. Setting up the rock for a third. No, wait. Referee, do something. This could break the rock's ribs. The rock still oh, down. Rock's spitting up. Get up, rock. I mean, stay down, rock. Don't get up. Every time the rock takes one of those devastating spears, a little bit more is taken out of the rock. Rocky right behind you. And this entire crowd screaming. What an evil grin. He looks like the devil himself. Look at that look on his face. Rock. Goldberg, I think, is shaking off whatever fatigue he man had. It's starting to love this very moment. Oh, no. I don't love what I think is about to happen. The Rock climbs back to his feet, but has no idea what is staring at him from the other side of the ring. Don't turn around, Rock. The Rock collecting himself. And okay, I'm on. And again! And again! Another spear! From Goldberg! And Goldberg calling for it! Picks up the great one! But can he get the rock up? How much strength does Goldberg have left in that right shoulder? And he does! It 
So that has been Backlash 2003. And I just want to jump in and say I apologise if you do hear a little bit of a change in sound. We have a couple of technical issues uh, three quarters away through the recording of this episode. But thank you again for listening to another episode of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. That was Backlash 2003. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, R8 Era Podcast, and all bonus episodes and all other stuff revolving around the Ruthless Aggression Era, you can find at www.r8erapodcast.com. But until next time, we'll be looking at Raw and Smackdowns as we build up to Judgment Day. This has been our Era Podcast. Peace out, people. Ruthless Aggression.